the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. You're listening to the eighth season of CHSL Football on the Patriot. Our Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and The Student Connection. Listen each week as we bring you exciting matchups within the best league in the state. Now, it's time to send it to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth. Here are the voices of CHSL Football. Jeremy Otto and Dylan Dixon. Everyone to McComb, Michigan, just about underway here in our fine week one matchup. It's Dakota and Brother Rice here today at the home of the Cougars. High atop Dakota Stadium, Jeremy Otto alongside Dylan Dixon to bring you the call here today. We've anticipated a huge high school football crowd for a long time across the state of Michigan and I'm sure across saw all the limits on crowds last year there was even a talks would they play in front of crowds they did just pretty much families and friends at that and a little bit more as the season went on for the state championships as they finished up in january but this could very well be a huge dakota crowd tonight yeah jeremy and we're here at the big house of high school football in michigan over at dakota the biggest school in in the in the area and fans are really starting to pile in See the band on the opposite field starting to get warmed up. And you truly feel the atmosphere. High school football is starting to be underway now. Well, two of the powers in the state of Michigan really over the last so Brother Rice trying to make it back to their first state championship games. Not too far off from that, 2015 was their last state championship here as well. But uh, two teams that return quite a few bodies, right? Yep, both of these teams, experience will be the name of the game. Um, for Macomb, Dakota especially, they have 31 seniors that they're returning. Both of these coaches feel like this is their year, and they're ready to prove it out here today. When you look at uh, these personnel groups, the offensive lines and the defensive lines, two huge parts of both. Brother Rice and Dakota has said this is one of the best lines that Greg Bauer has ever seen, and that's... 
these are two teams that are confident in their their offensive and defensive line, so it's going to be a battle. It's going to be one in the trenches. Well, two teams that ended their season maybe a bit prematurely to where we thought they could be last year. Brother Rice ending in the district final, a disappointing loss to Chelsea, 23-0. Dakota, on the other hand, with a squeaker, it was a Romeo team that they beat in the regular season by a decent amount, but then lost at the very last second, 15-14 to on the road in the end. So there's maybe chips on each of these teams' shoulders for different reasons. We'll talk about that when we get back here on the Patriots. Stick with us. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Attention realtors, are you sick and tired of working with a lender that you can't get a hold of? Are you and your clients tired of waiting 30 days or more to close? Your lender is an extension of you, and they value the work you do for their clients as well. At Mid Mortgage Lending, you can expect consistent closings in 14 days or less. Their rates are great, but their service is even better. Check out their five-star Google reviews and see how Mint Mortgage Lending can help you grow your business and help your clients get their keys without any headaches. NLMS 1723481. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. There's more CHSL football action next. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 530. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Jeremy and Dylan back with you here from the press box at Dakota in Macomb, Michigan. So glad you could tune in on this very hot and muggy day. Be thankful you're maybe in your car with the air conditioning or inside here today and wait until maybe it cools off before you check outside because we are sweating up here in the press box literally. But uh, that's the kind of day it is. And I'm sure will be even hotter on the field on, on days like this, Dylan. You know, what can you do besides hydration to just make sure you're, you're good to go out there? A day like today is really the perfect first football game for any athlete um, you envision it under the lights just sun glaring no rain clear skies this awesome weather for these guys to get out here hopefully they all did a great job of stretching hydrating consuming a bunch of carbs before this game to get prepared to go out here and put on the show did you have your carbs before it? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have the veterans. They taught me all about getting my pasta before the game. So. Well, two um, younger quarterbacks will participate in this game here today for each side. Brother Rice kind of had that QB battle, a senior against a junior. The junior won it out. It's Hunter Polanki, a first-year starter at the varsity level, but he started every game last year on the junior varsity level. On the other side, it's Ethan Hamby. They really like Hamby and what he brings to the table. He also started every JV game last year. They think he's very cerebral, and he's going to run this offense quite nicely. But you'd think probably some jitters out here in week one for those two, right? Yeah, definitely going to be some jitters out here. The good thing is both teams are starting first-year quarterbacks. Uh, They're juniors. They led the junior varsity team last year. So the guys have a lot of confidence in them. On Hamby specifically, um, I've talked to some coaches over at Dakota, and we've heard Hamby the leader. Guys after practice making chalkboard. So really excited to see what these guys bring to the table today. We talked about the chips on the shoulders maybe for these two teams. Greg Bauer even Hey, you know, we lost three or four Division One guys last year, but we still have a lot of returning, so we feel maybe that uh, compared to last year as well, we didn't get to the heights we wanted to. We lost two games for a very slim margin overall. And for the Brother Rice Warriors, they were picked to finish fourth, obviously in a very tough division in the as well. Out here that they have a big chip on their shoulder, and they're out here to prove what they have this year. So, like I talked about a little bit earlier, 31 seniors for Dakota. That type of leadership is something that you can't buy, you can't teach, and we're going to see how far it's going to be able to take them today. Well, every week we check in with the MHSA offices in East Lansing to see what they have cooking, as well as you know some stories that they want to highlight. Here's John Ross with this week in high school sports, John. Welcome to the 2021-22 school year, and welcome back to this week in high school sports. We'll be with you every week from now until the end of March, getting you caught up on the biggest stories in the high school sports world. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports. We start with football as week one games kick off Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week. We're back to a nine-game regular season with the top 32 teams in each of the eight divisions advancing to the MHSAA 11-player tournament. Playoffs start October 29th, and the MHSAA finals for 11-player are November 26th and 27th at Ford Field. The eight-player finals will be the week before, on November 19th or 20th, and that's two divisions with the top 16 advancing in each. Selection Sunday is October 24th, and playoff participants will be chosen by a strength-of-schedule playoff point system. This is the same point system used last year, but because of the pandemic, everyone made the playoffs a year ago. This year, we're back to the top 32 in each division for 11-player and top 16 for 8-player, and teams already know which division they are in. To find out your division or how points are calculated, go to MHSAA.com and click on Football. MHSAA Executive Director Mark Ewell is excited to see the changes to the playoff format. Football fans will notice the MHSAA playoffs will look a little bit different this fall. That's because the six wins and you're in playoff formula has been replaced by the strength of schedule. Schools for years have struggled finding opponents during the regular season, especially those programs that have had some success over the years. To get into the playoffs, it will be based strictly on playoff points and schools will now see a benefit 
when scheduling tough opponents win or lose. This new approach will build excitement and our schools will hope it will address the scheduling problems that have been a challenge for many years. Football is just getting started, but some sports are already in action. Game balls this week go to Nagani Girls Tennis. The Miners won the 2020 Upper Peninsula Division I Championship, and they opened the 2021 season with a win over West Iron County, the reigning UP Division II champs. Lily Nelson won her number one singles match, 6-1 and 6-love. Lansing Catholic Girls Golf. The Cougars shot a tourney best 354 in winning the Hanover Horton Invitational. Amanda Melling led the way for Lansing Catholic, firing a 77 at Cascades Golf Course. And to the Ann Arbor Pioneer Girls Swim Team, last year's MHSAA champs opened the new year with a convincing win at the Huron Relays. Everyone in sports is in search of the elusive perfect game. Making every shot, completing every pass, striking everyone out, getting each call right. That's right, game officials enjoy the competition and seek perfection just like the players do. If you still have that competitive streak and want to help kids by giving back, maybe becoming a high school official is for you. To register, log on to MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with MHSAA Assistant Director Brent Rice. This season, MHSAA officials will return to the fields, courts, and mats under some different conditions than in the past 18 months. Other than a few select instances, all MHSAA protocols, procedures, and playing rules have returned to what they were pre-COVID. This means that football team boxes will return to the area between the 25-yard lines Traditional ball handling and other officials' mechanics will return in all sports, and post-game handshakes will be permitted as each school sees fit. Of course, individual schools may retain certain precautionary measures, and officials are always permitted to use personal medical protective equipment. Additionally, there will be some rule modifications that were adopted during the pandemic that will likely be kept as part of the normal playing rules for moving forward. The one that stands out for the upcoming fall season is that in volleyball, teams will not switch benches or sides of the net unless a referee determines that a team is at a disadvantage due to the layout of facilities and obstructions. Thanks, Brent. You can be a referee. Just go to the MHSAA website now to register. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. Hugh Hewitt sees the president being stubborn. When someone has an older parent, as you do and I did, they learn what happens when people hit 75 and then older, and they don't become uh, disabled. They become stubborn, fixed in their opinions, argumentative, and resistant to change or new information. Everybody knows it, and it's just so uncomfortable is the right word. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 
on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot. Now back to Jeremy Otto. Welcome back, everyone, to Dakota. Getting ready for Dakota and Brother Ice here today in our Catholic League Game of the Week. Now time for our keys to today's game. Dylan, what do you think? Well, some keys for the game today. Um, it's going to be a, a, a running back matchup. So what I mean by that is number 22, Caden Beck. He's been a three-year starter for this program here at Dakota. Very strong running back, very athletic and agile. And then on the other side of the ball, you have much the same. Number 22, Nolan Ray for Brother Rice. He's another very explosive running back. He might be one of the fastest guys on the field today, and he's, he's already collected two Division I offers. So these are two guys we're going to be on the lookout for, de- for today to determine who's going to win this game. Well, people ask me, what is a credit union? I tell them the same as a, ge- a bank, but it's not there to make a profit, and you're not a customer of the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money lines, Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program in Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in just minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com, federally assured by the NCUA. The teams on the field getting ready for the coin toss here today. Dakota spreading out their four captains here. Brother Rice is yet to... Log back out there, but the cheerleaders are on the track to the right side. The student section is filing in. It should be a really nice crowd here today on a hot and sticky day. Probably feels like, you know, 9,500 by the time things are set and done. About 60% humidity. We hope the rain stays away here today. I know there's some in the forecast tomorrow. Anything can kind of happen in this hot and sticky weather, but it hasn't rained much in the last two weeks here in the area. So we hope to stay away from that. In terms of the other games going on on your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report. A full host of games here today. Another one to really look at. Chippewa Valley and Catholic Central. That's down at Wayne State kicking off at 7 as well. UD Jesuit at Gross Point North. Also a 7 o'clock kick. Divine Child will start out their season versus Riverview. Madison Heights Madison at Shrine. Cardinal Mooney at Sterling Heights Parkway Christian as well. But that's a Catholic Central team we're going to cover next week against Davison. Two outstanding matchups to begin here for CC. Definitely, yeah. CC today, I'm looking forward to seeing what their quarterback does this year. Declan Bile, he's had an amazing past two years, and this year he should be even better. And I think they're maybe looking for him to turn the corner on the consistency. He's had really good stretches of greatness, and I think if he turns that page and really shows the quarterback that he can be in and out, I mean, he was a big part of their run, obviously, last year as well. Definitely. A lot of times with these young players, you'll see a lot of flash plays where they really show a ton of potential, maybe even Division One potential, and then maybe the next play they'll make a bad play. But it's all about consistency no matter what level of football you're on, and I'm sure that's what he'll be striving to perfect this year. As we continue to take a look at our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard tomorrow, some other games as well. Waterford Atlanta Lakes at Lutheran Westland. That will kick off at 7. Detroit Osborne at Bishop Foley at 7 as well. Everest at Montrose, one of the more intriguing matchups in the lower division. Everest, obviously, 
you know, a school of 100, but a team of nearly 40, which is pretty impressive in its own right, taking on a huge, huge line in the Montrose Rams. Oak Park at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That'll be our game tomorrow. Cabrini at Petersburg Summerfield as well. That'll kick off at 7. Grossia will travel to Riverview. Gabriel Richard for his 7 o'clock kick there. Lutheran High North. The Mustangs out in this area as well will take on St. Clair Shore Southlake on the road at 7. And then Chicago St. Patrick will play Warren DeLaSalle, another prep kickoff classic game at 7 o'clock tomorrow. But I want to hit on that other game really quick, Oak Park and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That has the potential to be a real dandy tomorrow as well. Yep, and that's an intriguing matchup because those are two very traditionally powerful teams who last year they felt like they had a little bit of a misstep. They didn't have a record that lived up to their standard. And this year, interestingly enough, in the M Live rankings, they're ranked uh, 28th and 27th. <laughs> consecutively so we'll see who's able to come out with the higher ranking after tomorrow and dakota in that mix as well de la salle in that mix uh, quite a few teams in the catholic league that we will be looking to watch as the year goes on and then finally the only game on saturday it'll be detroit edison at detroit loyola they play their games over at bishop foley that will be a one o'clock kick tomorrow a Loyola team, you're on that coaching staff last year, Dylan, that you know maybe didn't reach their full potential, but they have a lot of guys back and should be a very intriguing year for them as well. Yes, and from being on that coaching staff last year, Loyola is a team with a ton of talent, even more talent possibly this year. They had a big loss in Derek Harmon going on to Michigan State where he'll continue his career, but I expect Loyola to be able to retool, and they, they have a great matchup against that Depsa team, Detroit Edison over with Coach Brock. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. That's going to be a great game as well. The band is on their field playing their pregame tunes here today. We'll have the national anthem shortly, and we'll have some other keys to this game when we get back on the Patriots. Stick around. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400, WDTK, Detroit. The Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 530. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Jeremy and Dylan back with you here from McComb, Michigan, awaiting the opening kick between Brother Rice and Dakota here today. Certainly a lot of athletes on, on both sides of the ball, some younger, some older, budding athletes, you know, starting to make their name for Dakota but it looks like we're most likely going to be missing one for Brother Rice. He was in street clothes, a huge loss if that's the case, Cole Lacanaria. Yeah, and Cole was one of the guys who is worth the price of admission, honestly. 
He's a great route runner, very elusive and shifty. He's a kid who just knows how to play the game. His brothers are two legendary Brother Rice players who won state championships back in the around 2014 era. But they're definitely going to be missing him. But taking up his spot today is going to be Xavier Bowman, freshman or the sophomore receiver. He was actually on varsity as a freshman last year. And he's, he's going to have to make some big plays and fill in for that spot for Cole today. And he was a guy, certainly, that contributed as the year went on for Brother Rice, earned more and more time. Ernest Stoning now, by the end of his freshman campaign, and that says a lot because they were playing a meaningful, meaningful games when it comes to the state playoffs as well. Well, a little bit of change in terms of what the state playoffs presents this year. We've had quite a few changes. This format was supposed to be implemented last year, but it's no longer five wins and you're in if you play eight games or six wins and you're in if you play nine it's about strength of schedule some teams have found that hey, it isn't as easy still to schedule teams maybe this year well my thoughts relating to this come directly from my coaching view when i was at loyola last year so we were about a division six or seven program mm-hmm. So whenever we play a team like, say, for instance, we played Romulus, who's a Division One or Two program. Now, football program, they, they weren't as strong as a football program, but it benefited our team to play them and win for our playoff points. So you'll see a lot of that this year with some of these bigger schools facing these smaller schools, hopefully for the smaller schools to try to get some more points. But in the same instance, it negatively impacts the bigger school if they're to lose to the smaller team. So. Well, it's interesting. I've, I try to ask as many coaches as I can before the season starts, and they're really split down the middle. Some really like it. Some want to go back to what we saw last year, that everybody gets in. And, you know, De La Salle, obviously one of those teams that benefited from that because they got two wins in a six-game regular season. But uh, it really will be interesting to see what they go with going forward. Do you think everybody can get in, can possibly work? <sighs> It's an like interesting dynamic because throughout my entire life, everything that I've seen in sports has been earned. I've never seen teams truly just make it to the playoffs. So sure. I'm not a huge fan of it. But, hey, we'll see how it works out. But I know Coach Bauer out there, he's coaching the biggest school in Michigan, and he said he's not running from anyone. So, Well, there's a sign that's being held up by about four cheerleaders. It's a Cougars Cook Rice. And all the Dakota players are getting ready to rumble their way through that banner. It's actually already ripped a bit down the middle, but they're going to obliterate it in just a few seconds here. The American flag and the Dakota flag are twirling by the members of the front line on this Dakota squad, getting ready for the fans to explode. The cell phones are out. Some real cameras are out to try to capture this moment here. The band still on the field. And he lots here today. Caden Sloan, the 5'11", 195-pound senior running back. You have the blue smoke bomb levitating across the field left to right. It's week one of high school football. This is good stuff. 12 minutes set on the clock for the first quarter when we get back on the Patriot. Don't you go anywhere. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. If a group of 75 physicians marched out of a hospital saying we're no longer going to treat lung cancer patients because they smoke, I would think there'd be disciplinary action taken against those doctors. But it's COVID. COVID changes everything. Yeah, COVID makes people crazy. Breaking news and what to make of it. Don't miss the next Mike Gallagher Show. Mike Gallagher, weekday mornings at 9 on the new FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot, the CHSL Game of the Week continues next. 
Why do high school sports really exist? For 99% of the participants, it's the biggest stage they will ever play on, and it provides the most educational value, teaching sportsmanship, ethics, integrity, hard work, and teamwork. It's about playing with local friends, against local rivals, and creating lifetime relationships. They build community spirit, and they're worthy of your continued support. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You're listening to the eighth season of CHSL Football on the Patriot. Our game of the week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and the Student Connection. Listen each week as we bring you exciting matchups within the best league in the state. Now it's time to send it to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth. Here are the voices of CHSL Football. Jeremy Otto and Dylan Dixon. The national anthem just wrapping up here at midfield at Dakota, the marching band getting ready to exit right to left. On the near sideline, the Cougars in their home dark blue uniforms with the sharp silver helmets with that paw on the side. Brother Rice on the far side of the field here today and what would normally be their home whites with the orange numbers and the black, orange, and white warrior on the side of their helmet getting ready to do battle here today. It's Hunter Polonke and Ethan Hamby, the two rookie quarterbacks, at least at the varsity level, getting ready to get their feet wet right away here in week one. Yep, and these two guys will be the focal point that we're going to focus on today because, obviously, naturally, they touch the ball on every play. But I think it's going to be the supporting cast, the older guys bringing these guys along because they're going to have some bumps and bumps and bruises along the way in this game. So these running backs, these offensive lines, we're going to see who's able to bring their quarterback along, let them know it's okay when they make some mistakes, and see who can persevere to the end. These two head coaches kind of have similar feels. Adam Korzanewski floated around on this Brother Rice staff a couple times, and after the legendary head coach Al Fracasa, Retired, He ended up taking over for him after being an assistant. The same was true when Mike Giannone took the De La Salle job, left Dakota, now at Anchor Bay, obviously. But uh, Greg Bauer was also on his staff throughout many of those great years. So these guys kind of looking to flourish in their own right here, looking for their first state championship since taking over. Brother Rice going to kick things off right to left. It will fly 36 Owen Party, the 5'6", 135-pound junior kicker. And to do the honors here, tees it up on the near hash. The kick is underway as it spins its way to the 10-yard line here. Returnable for Dakota. They take it out to the 20, to the 25, spreading to the 30-yard line. And all the way up to the 35. A nice return there by Corey Royster, a guy we'll also mention quite a bit. If you don't know about him, you will know after this year. 
Look up his track highlights, right? <laughs> definitely. So he's a guy who won the 100-meter AAU championship for his age. So that's throughout the entire country, not just in Michigan. This guy's a speedster. Impressive stuff. So leading the group out there is Ethan Hamby. As they will align in the gun to begin things here. Single wideouts aside, an extra tight end on the right, and a man in the slot left. Hamby sending a man in motion to the near side here. He's going to juke everybody out. They're going to just keep it up the gut, and Brother Rice going to wrestle him quickly down to the turf there. Paul Fortino with a nice tackle as he gains a couple yards there up the right side. Yep, first play we see that Brother Rice is coming out in a 3-4 look on defense, so they got two safeties high, three down linemen, and four backers. You're going to dedicate a lot of guys to stopping the great running back, number 22. Trips to the left, one to the near side. Shotgun snap is taken. He wants it on the ground once again to Caden Sloan. Sloan turns the corner. He's got a first down at the 45-yard line. Rumbling into Brother Rice territory. He's all the way at the 20. Bulls over another defender at the 15. What a dynamite run. Zigzagging across the left side. And he shows why he's a star player for this Dakota team. Coach Bauer said it before the game. He said it all year. Hey, he's our go-to guy. Sloan's our go-to guy, and they gave him the ball. He took about 50 yards there, zigzagging up and down the field. Look at him go. 45 seconds into the contest. They already have a first down and are inside the red zone in the far hash. Two wideouts right, one to the far side, make it trips as they signal Royster out there. They keep it on the ground to Sloan. Stiff arm right across the line. He's going to bounce outside and be pushed out of bounds on the white end line here for a gain of two. It's second and eight. Yep, and they went right back to that same look. A lot of coaches say if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and that's what Coach Bauer did right there. Got a few yards there. Well, that's the start this Dakota offense wanted. Heartbreak in the playoffs last year, losing 15-14 to Romeo, a team they beat earlier in the regular season. Three wide for Dakota as they march down the field. Second and eight from the brother right 13-yard line. Looked like some movement on the line. They're going to throw it in the end zone. It's picked off by Brother Rice, but the flag is leaning on the field here. Josh Filer, the talented senior safety, leaned on his behind to pick that off. And are they going to keep that? Was it against? No, it was a false start there, so there should have been no play. But it looks like they're giving the ball to... Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was a bit confused why... Brother Rice would keep the football because, like you say, dead ball on a false start. But they said penalty declined. You can't really decline a false start. No, you can't. The play doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes refs need a little bit of practice too, a little bit of waking up. So, Well, into the game now. Hunter Polonke seeing his first snaps. They're in the pistol. Three wide for the Warriors in their white jerseys. Nolan Ray gets the first carry. Extra work on the line of scrimmage. He bursts of speed and free at the 35. Into the Dakota Territories all the way on the 30 on the other side. And he is off and gone. My goodness. Touchdown, Brother Rice, Nolan Ray. There are no flags on the field. He looked dead red at the line of scrimmage, made a couple jukes, and was off to the right side for a touchdown. And all I can say after that is, wow, Nolan Ray, it is advertised. First carry of the season for the 2021 year, and he it looks like he stopped up in the backfield. He makes a few cuts and bursts to the end zone. Hmm. That's amazing. We're seeing some great running here already in the first four plays of the game. 10-34, that's it 
<laughs> Just a couple minutes ticked by in this first quarter. 6-0 Brother Rice looking to attempt their first extra point of the year. Owen Party in to do the honors here. They had to get the football in play a bit late. That's set and ready to go as the go-ahead is given to Party as he backs up four yards to take this kick. The snap is in a bit low, handled well by your holder, though, as he booms it through. And Brother Rice with a major statement and a questionable turnover at that. Looked like a false start on Dakota. Didn't matter as the play went on. Rolled into the right side of the end zone, picked off by Josh Filer. Great for him to continue to play. That's why you just got to continue no matter what you hear. Gaining it back for Brother Rice, and what a cut by Nolan Ray. Makes it 7 nothing Warriors. Back with more after this on the Patriot. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. What a run by Nolan Ray. Looked like he was dead rent at the line of scrimmage inside his own territory at about the 25-yard line. Rolled 85 yards down the right side of the field, giving Brother Rice a 7-0 lead. Here comes another kick. It's circling to the 2-yard line. Returnable once again for Corey Royster as he is decked at the 15-yard line by Brother Rice. And you thought the way this game started... Dakota had a similar long run to the left side by Caden Sloan as they've really tried to get him loose early in this game. Inside the red zone to the 15-yard line of Brother Rice, and you're like, oh, boy, are they going to gut punch the Warriors to begin things? And they turn it over, a pick in the end zone, coming out to the 20-yard line, and he takes it 80-plus down the field to the right side. And I'm interested to see how Hamby comes back out. First career pass for interception, so... Hopefully his guys pick him back up and they get right back to it. Great first drive other than the interception. Three wide for the men in blue here today. Arms extended in a clap. It's a hard count there for Hamby and company. They want to hand it off. Why not to the right side? Caden Sloan zigzagging his way up to the 20-yard line for a pickup of four on first down. You see number 56, Riley Smolars, who's the leader of that offensive line down there. He's finishing. He's blocking through the whistle, and that's their emphasis for the year, finish, finish everything they do. You see him embodying the mindset right there. Three wide once again with a tight end, a block maybe here for a guy who's gotten the ball nearly every time on these offensive drives so far. This is the second time that Dakota has touched the football. They gave him a gain of five up to the 22 of Cougar territory here. Two wideouts split right now as they send a man in motion. Sloan going to run right side, but a good wrap-up tackle from behind by Braden Dow, the 5'10", 165-pound wide receiver, but playing defense here today. Gains a couple more yards. It's third and about two and a half. Yep, and Brother Rice, they don't believe that they're the most talented team in the state, but they don't think anybody can dig deeper, fight harder, and fight longer than them. Trips left, one to the near side for Ethan Hamby. 
The 6'1", 190-pound junior claps his hand. It's a hard count again. Has it on 1-2 there. It is picked off again by the Warriors on the left side at the 32-yard line. Getting in front of that football is 31, Brennan Parent. The junior safety who quickly kind of curled around that ball. Hamby looked like he threw it a bit earlier than his receiver was expecting because there's nobody around him. Yep, and that looked like one of those RPO looks. And I'm not sure if the, the receiver and the quarterback were just on different pages, but looks like the quarterback overshot him a little bit and threw it right into the hands of the defensive back. Great interception. How about Number this? Number two for Brother Rice. Yeah, how about this start for the Warriors? 9.07 left to play in the first quarter. 7 nothing already. Brother Rice, they have it well inside Dakota territory on the far hash of the 32. Nolan Ray on the first play from scrimmage broke it 85 yards. He's to the left hip of Hunter Polonke here. He's six foot tall, 175 pounds. Again, without locking area here. And this looks like maybe a delay of game unless they got a timeout off, and they did not. As your head referee here today puts both arms together at the 45 yard line after the flag was thrown by the back judge. And that's a five yard loss for Brother Rice before things even start here on this. Second drive. They're going to huddle together quickly on the far side. Adam Korzanewski in the khakis and the bright orange hat on the far side barking out directions here. Polonki leading out the offense with the same formation. Pistol with Ray behind him. Trips left, one to the far side in front of their own bench here. Helmet high snap. He's going to hand it off to Ray, and he's going to gain a couple more yards back, but be walloped to the ground at the 35-yard line. Great tackle right away by Luke Wheeler. And what I see out there is uh, Dakota's running a 4-3 defense, but every time Brother Rice is taking those receivers out to have a three receiver spread out, they're having their backers spread out with them, and what that's doing is creating a soft box. So look out for the run. Just a three-man front here for Dakota. Snap is taken. Pass over the middle intended for Ray and a short, cutting, low pass. And it's incomplete as it dribbles to the near hash mark. Yeah, Ray had a step or two. Before he looked downfield. 8.34 left on that frozen clock here in the first quarter. 7-0 Warriors. They had a splash to begin this game. Nolan Ray... Scoring just a minute and a half into the contest after Dakota had a big run along the left side by Caden Sloan to begin their offensive group. Two picks. Handled fine. Ray with a rush to the right side, surveying his options past the original line of scrimmage to the 30 and up to the 29-yard line with a stretch of the football. But that's still about eight yards shy of the first down, doing on fourth. Fourth down, it looks like they're in four-down territory. So maybe on that third down, coach just wanted to shorten up this fourth down attempt and make it manageable. So now it's about fourth and eight, and they're going for it. 8.05 left to go on that ticking clock. 7-0 Warriors looking to add to that here at least with a first down to keep this drive going. Trips to the left. Garrity in the slot left. The talented tight end. One of the biggest guys out there. Couple claps and it draws a jump on the other side. No, they say false starts. Mm. 
So there yeah. was a Dakota man who went across the left side of the line, but the Warriors must have drawn him that way. Yep, and that with that right there, it looks like they might have been taken out of four-down territory. Here is the quarterback calls for it. This one is a bouncing punt. It's going to make its way into the end zone. Not exactly what Brother Rice wanted, but in the end, Dakota will be pinned back on their own 20-yard line here. So the offense will come back out. 7.39 left to go in quarter number one. 7-0, Brother Rice. they got to get some kind of positive yardage back down the field. For sure. Yep. So they just got shut down pretty quickly on that last drive. They got a bit. He's not a freshman, but it's his first game. He's 0 for 2 for his first two passes and two interceptions. So as a debuting quarterback, there's not a much worse start that you could expect, but it's not how you start. It's how you For him, cuts a couple extra guys to block. They'll now shift to the right side of the line, three-man front for the Warriors. It's a handoff to the right side. Guess who? It's Sloan who has it, turns the corner for a first down up to the 30 to the 32-yard line, and they will move the chains left to right after a gain of 12. Yep, Coach believes he has a strong offensive line, and he's going to stand by it. So keeping the ball running, keeping the ball on the ground. And they're lucky in the sense that they're not down two scores at this point as well, very early in the first quarter, can afford to still methodically kind of drive down the field like they'd like to. Two wideouts left, shotgun snack taken, a little bit off target there, but handled fine by Hamby. Sloan with the run up the middle. He gains the 36-yard line, a gain of about four on first down. It's second and six. Yep, and with Rice running this 3-4 scheme, they're able to cause a lot of confusion to the, the junior quarterback who's making his first debut today. So seconds and six up to the Dakota 36-yard line here, moving left to right across your radio dial on quarter number one. 7 nothing Warriors, shotgun snap taken at the hip. Fades back, wants to throw, has a man downfield, incomplete. A couple guys tip that in the end, but a big play to get a piece by Sam Klein, the junior safety. They were looking up this right side for Owen Colpart. Very solid defensive play for Brother Rice. Sticking to that 3-4 look, holding true to it. Playing very aggressively because they have to against this run-dominant team. And every snap. Maybe it's just me, but it seems to feel like it's it's pressure-filled. Now, here for this offense, who has reeled of late, two picks in their first couple drives. The football on their own 36-yard line here on a third and six. One clap. It's a hard count once again for Hamby. Fades back, a single man rushing in on him. A second comes, throws it way deep, but incomplete at the 30-yard line. Had a man down there. Good coverage as well to stay step for step on the other end by Brother Rice. It's Brennan Parents who's made a couple plays so far here today. A pick and a breakup, 6.31 left to play here in the first. They'll have to punt it away. It's a little bit of an adjustment period for this quarterback here. So he's in varsity play now. He's playing in a huge stadium in front of everyone in the community. I'm sure he feels the pressure. Aiden Mata into punt it away, a guy they like, not only at this spot, but the DB spot as well as senior, very athletic punter. Not afraid to fake it, but they won't do that here. You wouldn't think on a fourth and six from their own 36 with their team struggling.
He's jumped. And that's going to gain five more yards. So makes something a bit interesting. Will they bring the offense back out? There's not a first down, but it's close. And, yes, the offensive unit will come out to the chagrin of the crowd here today. Yeah, and I love to see it, too. Coach says he has the best line he's ever seen in, in his whole career. So why not prove it here? Fourth and about one yard. I, I got my money on who it's going to go to. They're bringing out that Wildcat look. Mm, haven't seen that so far here today. Gained about 1,000 yards last year in total to Caden Sloan. And Brother Rice wants to think about what might happen here. 6.30 remaining after the penalty. It's a fourth and about one up to the 41-yard line of Dakota. So obviously if you turn it over, you give the ball back to the Warriors with another short field. Could not capitalize the last time around. Had to punt from the Dakota 35-yard line. Kind of pooch style as they sent Polanke in under center like they were going to take a snap. You think they'll stay with that Wildcat look? I think they're I think they're going to hold true to it and bring that Wildcat out. I think they believe they could get a yard or two on anyone in the state at any time. So, Brother Rice, good move to call a timeout, see what they're bringing out, and hopefully try to draw up something to defend it. So that is exactly what they bring out. The fullback is out to the left tip as well. That's more. Also plays linebacker, the senior. Fourth and one from the Brother Rice 41-yard line here. He takes it in the Wildcat up the middle. Jamming is this Brother Rice defense. And, boy, the original play didn't look that convincing, but the spot is pretty convincing from both officials on the near and far side, and now they will discuss. And uh, (laughs) Where they were standing compared to where they spotted that football isn't the same. It's nearly in line, maybe a nose over the line Dakota calling hey just give it to us here they (laughs) want to get that offense back out there and the official says hey wait a minute we might need to measure here clock stopped at 624 brother rice with a seven nothing lead in the first and they will in fact give the Cougars a first down here well costly penalty here for brother rice some costly plays in this game by both of these teams thus far Hamby is back out there. He's going to hand it off to the running back to his right hip, Caden Sloan. Sloan to the left side, whirling and durling into Brother Rice territory at the 50-yard line. Just past the Cougar logo at the 49, and that's going to be just two yards shy of a first down. Solid gain on first. Sloan is what you call a workhorse, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him 30, 40 carries by the end of this game. He's getting the ball pretty much 80% of the time here. Kind of split time in that Wildcat spot with their quarterback last year. I think they're expecting Ethan Hamby to play a bit more snaps than what they saw last year. But still, he is a, quote, stud, as Greg Bauer described him to us. Left to right, they move. Has it up the gut once again. Sloan going to gain the first down, plus about two yards. He gallops to the 45-yard line on the left hash. And here come the Cougars trying to gain some momentum back. And you can see number 11, the slot receiver, just standing back for a bubble just in case that run was stopped up. The quarterback was going to pull it out and throw it to that bubble. So that's an RPO. First down and 10 up to the Brother Rice 46 here. Pre-snap flag is thrown. They're going to hand it off once again to Caden Sloan as this play is probably coming back. A whistle, the clock dead at 517 to go here in the first. And the official's maybe just discussing where the ball will be spotted here.
Oh, it's against Brother Rice. Now, I feel like he just verbally said that call. He didn't really signal it to us, so we can't really figure out what it is. It is not a personal foul because it only went, what, eight yards? Yeah, I'm not sure what that one was. The clock runs again, 5-0-8 and ticking, 7 nothing. Brother Rice here as they scramble into their territory at the 36. Keenan Sloan has the football again off the handoff from Ethan Hamby. Very close to another first down, just shy of the 35-yard line here, and it looks like they're going to give it to him again, yes, as the chains will move. Brother Rice's defense doing a good job stopping that run shortly, but they only had two yards to go, and there it is, first down. What a great crowd that's continued to file in here in Macomb, Michigan. Post-COVID, anybody in the world allowed to come, theoretically, as long as they can pack into the stadium. The Dakota fans are in the shade. I'm sure they appreciate that. Bright sunshine soaking the Warriors fan on the far side right now, at least for the next half hour. Four wideouts here. They're going to keep it on the ground to Keaton Sloan, and Sloan is churned quickly. Met by Ryan Irving, the senior defensive end, the 6'2", 285-pound man of a man down there who's going to get it for no gain. Dakota doing a lot of the same type of plays, just bringing a guy in motion, whether it's the wing or the tight end, bringing them in motion, trying to get an extra blocker out there. You wonder if they're setting up for some type of play action look. Second down and 10. That's their most unsuccessful play in a long time. Has the shotgun snap, back to throw, near side, it's caught! What a play as he stayed inbounds and mossed it away. Owen Callparts absolutely owned Ben Eck on that play for a first down, plus six more up to the 22-yard line of Brother Rice. Amazing catch there by Callpart. You can tell definitely that he has strong hands. Hands look big. He's a 6'3", 200-pound athlete out there, basketball player as well, and that was a great catch. Twins to the left, one to the near side. They'll fake it and keep it on the ground in the end of Caden Sloan. He rolls left side and gains two yards up to the 19-yard line. 340 left to play in that running clock here in the first quarter, and there's a man reeling pretty heavily for Brother Rice down on the 20-yard line. His helmet has been popped off. I think he might have done that, but uh, kind of favoring his lower side, it looks like here. So the training staff... And the bright orange Brother Rice clothing will come out and look at him. Head coach Adam Korzanewski going to check as well. We'll update you on who that is when we get back. 3.37 left to go in the first quarter. 7-0 Warriors with Dakota driving on the Patriot. There's more CHSL football action next. Listen to WDTK-FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK-FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, Detroit, at odyssey.com today. You're listening to CHSL Football on the Patriot. That was Jackson Minnelli 
who a decent side has helped up off the field. Kemp put a lot of pressure, though, on his right side. Manelli wears number 23, the senior linebacker captain for this Brother Rice team, so that's not something they want to see. 7-0 Warriors here with 3.37 left to play in the first quarter, but Dakota driving, moving left to right down the field. They're on the Brother Rice 19-yard line. Three wide. Shotgun snap is taken once again by Hamby. Floats it right side. Has a man there. Pushes off a bit at Owen Callpart after his fantastic play a play ago. But that's well away from him and through the back of the end zone in the end. And spectacular coverage there by the defensive back. I think that's number 16 out there. But he did a good job with the bail technique. He made it look like he was going to press him. And then right as the snap of the ball, he bailed deep, knowing that that deep route was coming. Trips to the left, one to the near side, 325 left to go on the frozen clock in the first quarter. 7-0 Warriors. Third and eight. This is a huge down for Dakota as they try to continue what's been a good drive. This is where the ball was picked off a bit earlier for their first turnover of the game. Knee-high snap, single man coming in and pressuring, nearly tipped that football. Trenches over the outstretched arms of Caden Sloan, incomplete at the 15-yard line as he just chucked it up. Well, several Warriors charging in on him. Josh Filer again was putting on some pressure, a man that made the first pick of this game, and now it's fourth and eight. And they tried to they tried to get a running back screen out to Caden. Caden's, they tried to get a running back screen out there just knowing that that blitz was coming, but it wasn't able to complete the pass. So. And they will attempt their first field goal of the year here. Out to take it, Dominic Celestini. The hold is down. The kick is booming, but no good to the right side. So that's a big, big stop for Brother Ultra. Frustrating that this game remains at 7 nothing going. Yeah, very demoralizing for offense to march all the way down the field, eat up a lot of clock. And then right when they get into field goal range, come out with nothing. So we'll see how that affects the team as they head out here for another defensive drive for Dakota. Every touchdown this year brought to you by Siena Heights University. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. The only man that has made it into the end zone, number 22, Nolan Ray. 5'11", 195-pound running back. The breeze is kind of picked up moving left to right, and we appreciate it kind of sneaking its way into the press box here. Brother Rice takes it. On their own 20-yard line. Handoff right side. The first time we've seen Charlie D'Angelo here today. He is flattened behind the line of scrimmage. Two or three Cougars really gaining on him. It looks like first of the ball was Luke Wheeler once again. Yeah, Dakota's defense did a great job flowing to the football on that play and not letting number four. 58 left on that running clock in the first quarter. 7 nothing. In favor of Brother Rice as he looked to add to it here. No gain on the plays. This scrimmage from their own 20-yard line. Trips left. Nobody on the right side. They all check their armband. Wide receivers and the quarterback here, Polonki. The junior motions Ray out to the right side. Let's see if they try a short pass again to him. Has the shotgun snap. Fades back. He's going to run it. Polonki. Across the 20, but Dakota really read that play well. They stayed with Polonki the whole time. And chucked him down after a gain of two. And I like that play call. They they split out to empty backfield, tried to get defense thinking pass, thinking Nolan Ray. And next thing you know, they went for a quarterback draw, but great defense, great read by Dakota. 
2.03 left to play here in the first quarter. 7-0 in favor of Brother Rice. Back to pass. Belonke swallowed up. Two or three Dakota players were in. Gavin Moore, the 5'9 senior linebacker, is there to make the stop along with Wheeler. It's fourth and eight. Yep, and that on that play we saw a blitz come, and at the time these these new quarterbacks they're just not used to seeing this blitz, and they're definitely not used to seeing it at varsity speed. So it's going to take an adjustment period for these quarterbacks to be totally comfortable. But whichever quarterback gets comfortable out here first will have a huge impact on their team. First punt of the day for Brother Rice nearly chipped and blocked at the 12-yard line, but boy did it take a huge Brother Rice bounce for the circumstance, wheeling at the 40, powering its way all the way back to the 45-yard line, and that is where this Dakota team will take back over here. Yeah, for Dakota, you have to be pretty encouraged with that drive. Three and out for Brother Rice, and look at that. You got decent field position, only 55 yards to get to the end zone, and hey, you can't be mad about that start right there. So now Ethan Hamby is back out there. He's thrown two picks so far here today. Did a good job surrounding it with Caden Sloan the last time out to really drive down the field. Missed opportunity for Dakota on that drive in the end. Juking a man in motion to the right side. It's Zane Mullins here. They're going to throw it left instead to Corey Royster. We've seen him a couple times here today. But Brother Rice was all over it, smacking him to the turf. He's going to gain maybe two at second and eight. Brother, Brother Rice individually may not have one player that's nearly as fast as Royster, but they do a great job of keeping the leverage on him, keeping him within that umbrella, not letting him get outside and use his speed. And good job chalking him up. One-yard game. Has the shotgun snap. Keeps it on the ground. Why not? Caden Sloan has been dynamic here today. He spins it across the 50. Extra surge. It was not clear that he was going to get that first down just across the 46-yard line. And the spot makes it very close. 25 seconds left. The official is going to keep the clock running. And they say it's just short. So third and inch the head of the Cougar logo here at midfield. The clock's still ticking at 12. Looking to adjust this offensive unit here. Royster along with Owen Colpart. Two of the wide receivers out there. Colpart across the left side to block. He'll now shift to the right. He's been pretty good today. The 6'3", 198-pound wide receiver. Run right side for Keaton Sloan. He charges for the first down, plus about three more. Just shy of the 43-yard line into Brother Race territory. And the clock has hit zeros here in half number one. It's a 7 nothing Brother Rice lead. Well, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League with 10 branch locations, a full-service full online team, a highly rated mobile app, and great loan rates. Alliance Catholic Credit Union can be your financial guardian angel. You can join online in just minutes, and when you do, use code code JOIN20 for a $20 deposit into your account. Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. 7-0 Warriors as we start the second quarter after this on the Patriot. The CHSL Football Game of the Week is brought to you by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. 
Everyone, Mac Horvath, boys varsity basketball coach at Divine Child. Mitt Mortgage Lending is happy to be back again this year as a sponsor of Catholic League High School Football. Whether you are a first-time homebuyer, need to refinance, or a veteran looking for a home loan, you know you can trust Mitten Mortgage Lending with your financing. Go to Google, type in Mitten Mortgage Lending, and check out our five-star reviews and see for yourself. NMLS 1723481. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Jeremy and Dylan back with you here. 7-0 is the lead for the Warriors. Dakota with the football on the Brother Rice 42-yard line. First down and 10 for them as they now move right to left. Opposite of the wind here in quarter number two. They'll send Browning in motion here. Shotgun snap is taken by Hamby. He curls it left side in the arms of Keaton Sloan once again. But... That will be brought down quickly in the end by Pauly Fortino, the senior linebacker for a gain of four up to the 38. Truly wonder how many carries that Caden Sloan will see by the end of this night. So they're not slowing down. They're not slowing down, that's for sure. He's on pace for about 50 at this point. Shotgun snap is taken. Here he is again. Down the middle he rolls. Looked like again he was maybe down at the line of scrimmage, but he'll gain two, three yards up to the 35. It's third and four. Super nifty footwork by Caden Sloan in the backfield. He was able to sidestep a defensive lineman who was in the backfield before it seemed like the play even started, but he was able to sidestep him, make a miss, and get a few yards. And him and Ray really showing that they can be pretty shifty backs here today. Ray with some major shiftiness on the 80-plus yard touchdown just a minute and a half into the game here today. Wildcat looks Sloan out there. He has it with a single fullback to his left. Turns the corner to the right side. Dashes past the tackler at the 30. Another one at the 20-yard line and finally pushed out of bounds there. Boy, is he quite the player. He is quite shifty. So he did a great job there. He was in at Wildcat quarterback. They brought their speedster along, kind of got the eyes of the defense undisciplined, looking at the speedster. He rode that fake, and then he took it out to the right, made a few guys miss, and a huge gain there. First down and 10, just outside of the red zone at the 21-yard line, and Brother Rice here trying to cut into the 7-0 lead. Still in the Wildcat look, kicks his leg, takes the snap, up the middle to the 20-yard line to the 15 he is about four yards shy of a first down there. They call it the 16-yard line. So maybe more like second and six. Another similar look with that Wildcat. They brought the speedster along, and then the quarterback, or running back, at quarterback, he was just falling right behind that guy and was able to pick up a few more yards. Brother Rice packing in the box, just a single deep man about three or four yards from the line, make it two or three now as they kind of shift back. Wildcats still, as they move right to left here, Caden Sloan jumps up to the line to communicate something here with a towel on his backside. He's going to take it and be bear-hugged down. Boy, I think he thought that play was still alive, and maybe it was, as 
Christian Peters, I think, thought the play was over maybe a little quicker than it was. He made the initial hit and tackle, but uh, a couple other Warriors finish it up. Regardless, it's a one-yard loss back to the 18, third, and still six to go. And as a defensive coordinator, that is a positive sign of your defense. All 11 guys flowing to the ball, all 11 hats to the ball. Great work by the Brother Rice defense right there. They made some nice plays and big plays here tonight. Trips left, one to the far side. Hamby is back out there once again. Arms extended, takes a shotgun snap, fades back, right side, picked off for the third time here today. The Warriors at the 30-yard line, powering to the 50. They missed a blocker. He's going to go all the way to the 20, parading in with white jerseys behind him. Brother Rice is up two scores. Wow. Amazing play for the defensive back there. That's the type of play you dream about, you think about before the game. You visualize it, but hey, there's a flag on the field. So 8.45 left on the frozen clock here in the second quarter. 13-0. Brother Rice as it stands, but this is likely coming back. Or is it? Always look out for a block in the back. Hey, the refs are waving it off. Touchdown. Okay. <laughs> well, it seemed like the way Brother Rice was trending, they were going to bring it back, but it's going to stay like it is here with 8.45 remaining here in the second quarter. 13-0 Brother Rice. Another touchdown brought to you by Siena Heights University. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. Out to attempt his second extra point of the night is Owen Party, the junior. We've seen some dynamic plays and runs so far here today. The third interception so far here tonight for the Warriors. Say the freshman running back is the holder here as the kick is booming up and good off the back of the blue track here at Dakota. 8.45 to go in the first half. 14-0 Warriors in our game of the week on the Patriots. Well, it looks like we're going to stick with you here. Jeremy Otto alongside Dylan Dixon to bring you the call here today. Week one for both of these teams. Dakota coming off, a, obviously, a shortened year where they won six games, and the only two games that they lost were by a touchdown or less. Beat Romeo in the regular season and ended up losing to them in the state playoffs in the district semifinal. 15-14 on the final play. The Bulldogs able to cap that off. Fellow MAC teams haven't really been too kind to them in the last 10 years in the state playoffs. But <laughs> this conference, along with the Catholic League, probably the two best in the state. Definitely. Coach Bauer touched on that before the game. He said he believes his league is the strongest from top to bottom, even including the coaches. So these are two very solid leagues right here, two of the best in the state. They're going to kick this a bit short, going to come out to the 10-yard line and returnable for Colpart. He wheels it across the 20 up to the 23-yard line, and with 838, Remaining here in the second quarter, and the Warriors up 14-0. 
Dakota will look for an answer. They've already thrown three interceptions in this game. Very Two that have really, you know, led to scores, I guess you could say. The first one brought it fairly far down, and obviously the last one was it would be returned on a pick six in the end for a touchdown. Yeah, and the worst thing is each of those turnovers have came at the end of very long, time-consuming drives. So that can be really demoralizing for Dakota to march all the way down to scoring territory and then turn the ball over. So look for them to pick up their quarterback. 8.38 remaining in the second quarter. Hamby back out there. He's going to hand it off, and that play is blown up. Caden Sloan is bottled up really for the first time, and just a few chances here today. He's going to gain about one up to the 24-yard line. It's second and nine. Brother Rice has the makings of a very well-coached team, and just looking at their roster, seeing some of the coaches on staff, these coaches have a ton of college experience, Catholic League experience, and even some pro experience. So you can tell it's a really well-coached group. They're sticking to their gaps. They're doing great on special teams. It's truly a pleasure to watch. Three-man front again for Brother Rice here. Trips to the right, one to the near side. Hamby has the shotgun snap, fades back in a darting throw. It is incomplete. Five yards to the right of his, in his intended target there. It's Caden Sloan, who I'm not sure if he didn't read that route or Hamby didn't read the play right in the end, but either way, it's third and nine. And the momentum here is starting to build for Rice. You see, the, you see their guys starting to build some confidence, starting to congratulate each other after the play. It's the starting to build in some real championship swagger out there. Trips to the right again, one to the near side. Hamby still out in the gun, the junior. Takes a snap about belt high, fades back five yards. Pressure from behind, and he is sacked. Sacked at the 18-yard line there. Boy, did he come on him quick. Big number 76, Christian Peters, who's been wreaking havoc down there on the defensive line, and the junior allows the Cougars to lose nearly eight yards on that play. It's fourth and long. Yeah, and you feel for the young quarterback out there. He's just getting a feel of a whole new ball game, and what better team to open up against against one of the traditional powers in Brother Rice, and they're bringing it today. They're bringing it all. This is without Cole Lacanaria as well, their top target. Headed to the GLIAC next year. 7.09 left to play in the first half. 14-0 Warriors. Dakota forced to punt it away. They send their man back on the nine-yard line. It's Aiden Mata. Mata sees a low snap about knee high. Just well. Swinging punt kind of whirling on its side to the 50-yard line. Great hops, and they keep on going here for Dakota. The football pass the 40 up to the 37-yard line, and that is where Brother Rice will take it back. Already up two scores, Dylan. Yep, Brother Rice takes the ball here with decent field position after another solid defensive drive. They were able to make the offense lose some yards, so they have to punt the ball. And look at Brother Rice. They've only got about 60, 63 yards to take it to the end zone. And, hey, this is how you start off a great drive with great field position. Football spotted on the near hash. On the Brother Rice 37-yard line, 6.49 left to play. They move with the win. It's kind of swirling left to right here on one of the biggest campuses in the state of Michigan, Macomb, Dota, Dakota, on their biggest schools as well. First and 10. Here come the Warriors in a wildcat look. How about that? Trying to take it right back. 
to Dakota. It's Michael Wayne, or check that, Nolan Ray, actually, who was in the Wildcat. He took it left side to gain two yards, just shy of the 40-yard line. That's interesting, huh? Yeah, and I, I think that was Jaden Giles in for the tackle. Coach talked really highly about his uh, defensive lineman, Jaden Giles, senior leader down there, and making a play against the type of offense I'm sure he sees a lot of in practice. They stay in the Wildcat again. Ray takes it right side. Oh, he was rocked. Shoulder to shoulder hit there. It looked like 35 with Kenneth Mathis, the junior defensive back, I think, who licked him. Gain of three on the play up to the 41-yard line. It's third and six. And out of all teams in the state, Macomb to Wildcat offense because they see it so often in practice with their team running the same exact type of offense. Brother Rice with their quarterback back out there, Hunter Polanki, the six-foot-tall, 175-pound junior, has Ray to his left hip, trips to the left, one to the near side as well. They move left to right in quarter number two. Halfway gone already, 14-0 Warriors. Quick slant up the middle first down. That's Garrity. He just muscles his way for about three, four yards and makes the characteristic point towards the left side of the end zone for the first down there. He's right at midfield at the 50 it's first and ten. And just a quick slant throw for the quarterback, trying to get his feet wet, trying to get him some easy completions there. So that was a great on-time, on-target pass. Four-man front for Dakota. Four wide receivers again for Brother Rice in their white jerseys. Polanki shifts back to the pistol here. We've seen this a few times from him. Fakes it beautifully along the right side. Has some room to run and shifted, and maybe that made the difference on him getting tackled a bit quicker than we would have thought otherwise. 88, Patiglio stayed with him, the junior defensive lineman, after he gained four. Read option play there. Quarterback made the right decision to pull it and tuck it. He was able to get four yards. He saw that defensive end crashing down, so he knew he couldn't, he could, he knew he couldn't hand the ball off. He had to run it to that spot that was voided there by the defensive lineman. Trips left, one to the near side. It's been that way for the last three plays in a row. Four down linemen once again for Dakota on the other end. Brother Rice hands the shotgun snap. Polonki thinks about running it, doesn't have a lot of room. A late pitch in the end. No, he's going to keep it along the left side. To the 40, to the 35-yard line, and all the way up to the 32. Nice run by Polonki on two option runs for him in the end. And that was a nice one there. That was the quarterback draw look. So had the defense thinking pass as he sat back there for a second. Then he just took off up the gut, and he was able to get a first down. Polanki showing his athleticism out there. And they said he's, you know, of the two quarterbacks that were battling in camp, he's more of the athletic fleet of foot type of guy. Grabasic, more of the thrower. I've not seen him take any snaps so far here today. Polanki back on the gun as Nolan Ray shifts from behind him in the eye, or from in the uh, pistol, I should say, to his right hip. And now a timeout is going to be burned by Brother Rice. 3.48 left to go in this first half. 14 nothing Warriors. More when we get back on the Patriot. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. 
Now, let's return to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast Booth for more CHSL football action. Jeremy Addle alongside the soon-to-be Hall of Famer Dylan Dixon in the Catholic High School League. 14-0 Warriors, 348 left to play in quarter number two. Has that sunk in for you yet? Well, I'm getting inducted here in a few weeks. It's really just a great achievement for me and my family, honestly. So it hasn't really truly sunk in, but it will shortly. Trips to the right side for Polonki here. He's out in the pistol again. Ray. Three yards behind him. Hard counts a couple times. Arms extended here. Takes the snap. Hands it off left side. Ray missed a tackler again at the 25-yard line. Stretches forward for the first down up to the 22. And, boy, that spot doesn't look all too friendly. Is it shy? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I see why this kid has Division One interest in offers because that jump cut he made in the, in the backfield was mean. He had a defensive lineman there. As soon as he picked up the ball, he was able to shift him and pick up 10 yards. That's how he scored the first touchdown of this game as well on a absolutely mean cut on the line of scrimmage that he thought probably everybody up here thought it might have been dead in terms of the play, but he took it 80 yards along right side of the field for a touchdown and another timeout burned. Here by Dakota. Two left for Dakota in this first half. One for the Warriors. The clock frozen at 318 to play in quarter or half number one, I should say. Nolan Ray is one of those kids that just he looks a little he just looks a little bit different when he plays the game. You can tell he's moving at a different speed, and what I call that speed is division one. So and, I mean, he was good last year, but I think this is a new kind of good <laughs> to start this year. Yeah, a lot of times you see kids take one of their huge leaps going into the junior season. I'm sure he's put in a ton of work in this offseason with some of the cover restrictions laying back a little bit. He's looking good today. Second and one from the Dakota 24-yard line here. Ray to the right side, trips to the right in terms of receivers. Polanki going to keep it off the fake, and he ran into a brick wall after forward progress will likely give him the first down. There was a flag coming down around the time when the hit was made on Polanki. He was clearly a runner at that point, though, so let's see what the flag is. Holding against the Warriors. Ouch. That will move them back a few yards. No more first down. And it's going to go even a couple yards behind the original line of scrimmage. Repeat second down, second and 11 with 3-11 to go in a 14-0 second quarter in favor of the Warriors. Hunter Polanke looking a bit more comfortable as this game has gone on. Twins to the right, one to the far side for him in terms of receivers. Ray to his left hip, arms extended, looks to his right one more time. Has the shotgun snap a little outside, handles it fine. He's got room to run up the gut to the left side, snaking his way inside the twin. Does that become a factor? Clock down to sticks on top of all the time they're killing. They'd love to take a three-score lead in a halftime here. For Adam Korzanewski's team as they drive to right, 
and the guts of Dakota. Scrimmaging from the 20-yard line. Knee-high snap from the shotgun taken. It's a low pass converted at the 20-yard line. Bowling over another defender. And that's Nolan Reagan. My goodness, looking like a pure run receiver on that play as he has a first down of the 10. Nolan Reagan, full skill set here, so... That play just ran a quick out route of the backfield. His quarterback didn't even look for any other options. He had his guy right there. And at the end of the run, he got physically old over a guy. To the five-yard line here. So first and goal from the five, a buck 52. That's it left in the first half as they look for a three-score lead. Zeros on the farm. Back to the Wildcat look. Why not? Ray is out there with the fullback to his left side. Arms extended. He has the football on along that left side. He has the pylon like another. Easy in the bank for Nolan. Nothing Warriors with 134 to go in the first half. A late flag there, but hey, put Ray in at the quarterback position in the Wildcat. And just give him an outrun right to the corner. So that's what he did there. He may be the fastest guy on the field, blocking by his guys up front, and quick touchdown for Rice. Another thing they did right there is the last two plays, giving this offense for Dakota a lot less time to put in Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. 20 nothing Warriors, 134 remaining here in the second quarter. And now they're discussing how this flag will be enforced. Did you do a little extra celebrating? I didn't quite see. Is the call? Oh, actually, against Dakota. Huh. Wow. That's something that I would have expected. We'll probably enforce it on the off. full left on the first here in the second Cup extra points. And again, barreled its way through by Owen Party. The junior is three for three today on extra points. 21-0, Brother Rice. A minute 34 before halftime. Back with more after this on the Patriot. Season 8 of the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by the Student Connection and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Politics and religion. It's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company. Probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them. Why follow their rules? Detroit has two radio stations that shatter them. One documents the rebuilding of a great America. While the other shares the promise of the infinite. The Patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation. Faith Talk Detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. And Faith Talk Detroit on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast Booth on the Patriot. Time to check some scores on your line. Catholic Queen, Churchill, always one of the top teams in the state. 
battling with a team in their area, Plymouth Salem. That's 18-14 with 3.39 to go in the second quarter of that one. And there's a delay in the prep kickoff classic. Maybe they saw lightning. You never know. And this kind of it's been so, so humid. I think the rain blowing in, but maybe that's what we're kind of feeling right now. It's 7-7. Zerkai, wide receiver for a 47-yard touchdown. That's a scary Catholic Central team again. A lot of those guys returning from last year, and they were right there in Division I. This quarterback they have is truly intriguing, and we'll see how far he's able to take that program. Well, this is a ridiculous kickoff. There must have been two unsportsmanlikes on Dakota because this is being taken from the Dakota 35-yard line. I'm not sure if I've ever seen this. <laughs> He's about to barrel it through the upright. Why not? Make the highlight tape here. Minute 34, two on the second quarter. 21-0 Brother Rice. Oh, oh he yeah. was looking for the fumble. That's not a bad idea either. Patty caked off the line of an upman. Therefore, Dakota, they were able to fall on it in the end at the 20-yard line. That could have been here. The hands team on it, Caden Sloan, who knocked it down. He does everything. As this football is going to be placed in the 21-yard line of Brother Rice. If you're Dakota, do you push it here, Dylan? Now, in this situation here, this is a new offense, a new team. I'm pushing it here. You have a minute and 30. You practice these situations every day or every other day in practice, the two-minute drill. You want to give your quarterback an opportunity to go out here, try to build some momentum going into half. Worst-case scenario, throws another interception. So back out there is Ethan Hamby in the gun. Twins aside, a buck 32 left to play in quarter number two. Curling inside is their man that's made some plays here today, but this is going to be blown up. And going to be a loss of nearly 10 yards up to the 12-yard line. Brother Rice galloping in their defensive lineman. And Adam Korzanewski is going to force the issue here and take a timeout with a minute 20 left. He has one remaining. So he's thinking blood here in the first quarter. He wants 28 points on the board here. Yep, and that decision right there, that probably would have made a lot more sense if he had two timeouts. But now I think uh, I think Dakota will just be forced to, to run the clock out here. They want to stop the bleeding here, I'm pretty sure. Second and 21, the football spotted back to the 14-yard line. And you feel a bit of shift kind of in the weather, the wind blowing even harder in at us and kind of left to right on the field, according to the American flag and right. My goodness, I almost said right center field. <laughs> My first game in football. I'm still calling baseball. That's what happens. But uh, the two flags to the left and right of the scoreboard beyond the upright here at Dakota. A minute 20 remaining here in the second quarter. 21-0, Brother Rice. Dakota pinned back to their own 18-yard line here. Or their own 13, I beg your pardon. Shotgun snap is taken. They're going to keep it on the ground and try to run this out. Sloan. Gains some yardage back. He's across the 15, dragged up to the 16-yard line. And now that's going to be third and long with a minute seven and counting to go here in the first half. Brother Rice isn't going to call another timeout here. They're just going to 
let McComb Dakota just run this clock out here, take it to the next half. Well, this defense has to be pretty gassed. They were just in the tent where there's a uh, whiteboard down there and a couple benches giving them a breather, just sitting down and maybe going over some things. But it's a Dakota defense that's been out there more often than not. 38 seconds remaining in the second quarter as they try to take as much time off as they can. Two wideouts, right one to the near side. Shotgun snap is taken. No surprise. Caden Sloan gets the handoff, bottled up at the line of scrimmage, and they're going to be able to ride out this score into half number two here. 21-0 going into half. I know this is not what Dakota expected coming on to this game. They definitely expected a fight playing against one of the, one of the traditional powers in Brother Rice, but... Hey, hope these guys come back out with their heads high, pride high, and wanted to continue this drive. A lot coming up in our halftime report. We'll talk with Dan Rowan, the head coach of De La Salle, kind of re-air our interview from our preview shows earlier this year. He kicks things off tomorrow at the Prep Kickoff Classic as well. That should be another good team returning a lot of guys. Their quarterback, Brady Drogosh, as well. We'll talk about that more with him in a little bit. But also have Dylan's first half analysis when we get back. 21-0 Warriors on the Patriots. Stick with us. CHSL football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. Mike Gallagher is tired of getting pushed around. This is the whole debate about vaccines in a nutshell. You could take data and make a decision based on what is best for you and your family. But to Rachel Maddow and to the New York Times and to CNN, that's not enough. You've got to do it their way. It's their way or the highway. There's a lot I don't know. I can tell you one thing I do know. She doesn't know any more than anybody else does. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Jeremy Idle back alongside Dylan Dixon to bring you the call here today. Catholic League Game of the Week, our first of two this week. Oak Park and Orchard Lake St. Mary's coming up tomorrow, 6.30. Pre-game show here on the Patriot. In this one, a 21-0 lead for the Brother Rice Warriors in the first half. It could have felt different, I think, if Dakota capitalized on that first drive. They ended up turning it over after a big home run play, a pick in the end zone, one of three interceptions in that first half for Brother Rice. And on the very next play, the first play from scrimmage from the Brother Rice 20-yard line, Ray looked like he was bottled up at the line of scrimmage, made one, two cuts, 
80 yards down the right side of the field, and the tempo was set at that point for Brother Rice. Yeah, Nolan Ray today making his case for the best running back in the state, and he's competing He's competing against another one of the best running backs in the state, and it's, it's really a show going on out here. The wit. Go ahead. I know it's very demoralizing for Macomb, Dakota, to have those three very long, very successful drives all end in turnover. So if they could clean that up for the second half, that would be something to look forward to. Caden Sloan was special at times in that first half, but it's almost like Brother Rice is just expecting what's happening right now. Yeah, and that's the problem here. Coach Bauer talked about it before the game that his team was going to ride out Caden Bauer, and, and you can see that Brother Rice, expect, they expected that, they prepared for that, and you don't want you never want to become one-dimensional as a team or as a coach, especially in the second half when you're a running team, you're down 21, and running the ball is not going to do anything but run the clock out quicker, and now they have to rely on their, their uh, rookie quarterback to try to get this offense jump-started make some big plays. We'll see what they bring out here in, in order to make some big plays happen. We'll take a quick break, come back with Dan Roan of G. LaSalle, his team getting ready to play Chicago St. Patrick tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Wayne State at the Prep Kickoff Classic. See what Dan thinks about what he has this year after this on the Patriots. Stick with us. It's halftime for the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Excited to be back, I'm sure, for Season 2 at the helm of the pilots of Warren D. LaSalle is Dan Roan. Dan joins us now. How are you? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us here today. You know, I want to start with, you know, your great run last year, 2-5 and five in the regular season. But uh, everyone given life, I guess, because of the COVID-19 virus and everybody making it into the playoffs. But, uh, you know, starting things off, I mean, you lose 35 nothing to Cast Tech. Then defeat Roseville, St. Clair Shores, Lakeview, Port Huron, Warren Mott, and Oak Park, eventually losing in the final to Mona Shores 25-19. But after that, you know, final score against Cast Tech, your feeling was what? I think we had made some great strides as a team. I mean, you, you lose 35 to nothing to one of the best teams, programs in the state of Michigan. But we were such a young football team last year with so many young kids. And, you know, we only had 13 seniors at the end of the season on our football team. And, you know, we kind of just took our beatings a little bit through the regular season, and and we grew because we didn't get the opportunity to do a lot of those things in the summer. And I and you know, I kind of knew that nobody wants to go two and four, but I did think we were doing a lot of good things through the process. We were starting to understand how we practiced and how we needed to practice, and our kids were starting to mesh as well. You know, our kids were starting to have some fun together, and things were starting to open up a little bit. Like we took our team bowling, we got to do some activities and events. So I felt we were a different team, and I, and I was pretty excited about the direction we were headed. And you know, once we got in the playoffs, I thought we had an opportunity to be pretty good. You returned 36 kids to the roster this year from last year, nine starters on offense, six on defense as well. Brady Drogosh, obviously a big guy returning. He just developed into what is probably one of the better quarterbacks in the Catholic League over last year. Yeah, and I, I thought last year Brady was a pretty special kid. But the problem was he was a 15-year-old who didn't have any summer activities. And I know I keep going back to that, but you know, when you're talking about timing and a new offense and, you know, two sophomore receivers as well that he was showing to. And those kids had to learn how to play the game and understand the game. And 
so Brady had a really, really good and he's put on some weight. He's gotten up over 200-something pounds, and, you know, he runs a sub-4, sub 640. He's been timed 4, 5, 4, 6, and he, he's just a good athlete. So our expectations are really high with Brady right now. Well, a guy that was huge for you last year, Brett Stanley, I mean, he made so many big plays on offense and defense. I mean, he basically won that <laughs> semifinal game on his back as the season or as the game went on against Oak Park scoring the game-winning touchdown. He is obviously gone to college now, but kind of a three-headed monster for you, running back by committee this year. Rhett Rozier, a guy that really stepped up, though, as the year went on. What are you looking out of him here in year three? You know, Rhett's a pretty big kid, pretty physical kid, you know, a 210-pound freshman. And, you know, he's, he's, he's known for his baseball abilities, but he, he's pretty physical on a football field. He made some big plays for us on special teams last year. Was very physical as a blocking back, but... He's also got the ability to run with the ball. So we're excited about him, getting him more and more involved with the offense. And then, you know, Seth Ray is our se- one of our seniors who he- he's done a great job in this program over four years, and he, he knows the offense really well now. He- he's- he's- you can use him on every down type situation. He's really good blocking back and can run the run game real well, but also picks up the passing team. So, and that, you know, Daniel Johnson's kind of our speed kid. So we're we want those three kids to kind of, you know, step up at what we feel they're all a little bit better at and take advantage of their their skill set and use them as much as we possibly can. Talking with Dan Rohn, the head coach at De La Salle in his second year after coming from the college game, your special teams was a big part of your run last year as well. And it's an exciting piece when you look at things this year as well. Bucci, Cummings, Lowe, all in the kicking game. Starting with Bucci, did you expect him you know, to kind of step up out of nowhere to become that all-state punter at the end of the year? Uh, oh, he was probably definitely the surprise. You know, uh, Bucci was – we started working at him a little bit. He struggled a little bit, but we know he had a powerful leg. But, you know, Coach Sullivan did a great job. You know, he's a Michigan State – former Michigan State punter on our staff, and he's working with Bucci every day. And Bucci's, had a, Bucci's been to a number of camps this year. He's been rated as high as a four-and-a-half star. And, you know, we think he's got some opportunities to play at the next level, and he, he's really worked hard. And it's funny, we've got a great special teams group. They work really, really well together when they get some time on their own. And you know, Cody Cummings, big, powerful leg. He can, he can kick it with the best of them when it comes to distance. And, you know, you can't forget about the other kids who are very consistent, very, very, very good high school football players as well. Over to the defense, it's not much easier when it comes to opponents and dealing with you guys. Will Beasley is kind of the man to start with. He's the, the leader of the pack there, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. You know, Will's a three-year starter. He's a he's a deal, well, football family. You know, his brother's uh, – captain and starting defensive end for Michigan State. Will's going to go play Division One football at linebacker. So obviously you start with him and, you know, we need a lot of things out of him and he's done a tremendous job of kind of growing some of those kids. You know, he graduated his counterpart, so we've got a young kid that's going to step in and play inside linebacker and Will's really, really taken him under his wing and worked, worked well with McDonald. So looking for great things from our linebackers is typical and, you know, D-line wise, we returned three kids with quality starts and and did some great things. And, you know, it starts with Mason Moragan, who I think is maybe one of the most underrated players in the area. You know, he, sh- he shows the skill set, has the physical ability, I think, definitely to play at a high level after this year or two years because he's only going to be a junior. Uh, you know, at six foot four, 240 pounds, and the ability to run a 4'8", I-, I think he's definitely a you know, D1-type kid. And we need him to step up and anchor the line for us and, and make a lot of plays. And if he does, it'll take a lot of pressure off our young secondary. There's some thoughts from Dan Rohn, the head coach of Warren D. LaSalle. His season will kick off tomorrow down at Wayne State in the Prep Kickoff Classic. The second half of our game is next here on the Patriots. Stick with us. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. 
This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Show continues next. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, Detroit, at odyssey.com today. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Now, back to Jeremy Otto. Jeremy Otto and Dylan Dixon back with you here. McComb, Michigan. It's a 21 to nothing lead for the Brother Rice Warriors here at halftime. Time to check one score that we've seen. Our bars are kind of low here out in the... And we're sorry... That's kind of why the one score we have seen, which is a big one, there was a delay in that game as well, maybe because of weather. But Chip Valley with a 14-7 lead over Catholic Central. Chippewa Valley with a 85-yard kick return to get on top of the Shamrocks. And that one score is, as always, brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union here at halftime. As we take a look at what these two teams have done so far, what are the changes you think Dakota needs to make to get on the board here in the second half? Well, Dakota, they're definitely facing an uphill battle right now, down 21. The running game is very consistent. I'm pretty sure they may be over 100 yards, but they got to get something going with the quarterback now. With a young quarterback, this isn't the time to go warming up the second quarterback and trying out a new guy. I think that this is the guy they're going to stick with, so they want to at least start building some confidence with them, completing some short passes, some screens, some, some slant routes, hitch routes, quick passes just to get him some confidence built up. Moment Mortgage Lending sponsors your look at the Catholic High School League standings each and every week. Obviously, there's no standings to this point, but if you hate your rate, we don't want you to. Call Moment Mortgage Lending today. Find out more at mittenloans.com. Second half, getting closer and closer on the Patriots. Stick with us. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. 
Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. The second half starts next. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. Well, each and every game at halftime, we'll check in with Doug Goodnow at Siena Heights. He's our fine, or Siena Heights University is our fine sponsor. He provides your football check-in for Siena Heights. Here's Doug. Siena Heights University is preparing for the 2021 football season. The Saints were picked to finish fifth in the Mid-States Football Association's Mid-East League, which is part of the NAIA. Siena Heights is led by senior linebacker Cole Merlin, who led the nation in tackles per game last season and is a preseason All-American. Matt Cohn is entering his fifth season as head coach. However, he has been with the program since its inception in 2011. The Saints have boasted one of the top defenses in the nation and also excel in the classroom with 17 student-athletes named Academic All-Conference last season. The Saints opened the season September 4th against Olivet Nazarene with their home opener September 18th against St. Xavier. To learn more about Siena Heights University football and Saints athletics, Visit shusaints.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit. Jeremy Otto back alongside Dylan Dixon to bring you the call here today. 21-0, Brother Rice. The teams are on the field, left to right. This kick will commence for Dakota. They had the opening possession of this game before they turned it over, and now they're going to get a procedure call as that kickoff floats out of bounds at around the 12-yard line. The flag rests on the 10. That's the last thing they wanted to see to begin the second half. Yep, definitely. You don't want to start off the second half shooting yourselves in the foot. 
you already have to give the ball over to Brother Rice to start off the half. They have a chance to go up by four touchdowns now, and now they're starting with great position on top of that. So, Well, the way that Hunter Polanke was able to run that football in the second quarter was pretty impressive. We'll see if we see a little bit more of that here in the third quarter as well. We also saw a little wildcat, and that's actually the formation they come out with. Ray, the man to receive the snap here, he takes it right side. Nolan trying to skirt to the inside. There's just nothing anywhere as three or four blue jerseys surrounded him really quick. Bottom of the pile was Jaden Giles. And now a man down here for Brother Rice. Yeah, you can tell Dakota is really comfortable when they're going against that Wildcat look. It's, you can tell it's something that they're seeing all the time in practice. I like Brother Rice's mindset here. They're going to try to control the clock here in the second half. That's why they came out in their Wildcat look. They're up three scores. They're going to try to keep continue to score while also running down the clock and getting out of here with the win, an upset win at that. Well, people ask me, what's a credit union? I tell them the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit, and you're not a customer, you're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? I don't think so. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. They're still attending to the man down here for Brother Rice. 21 nothing is the lead for the Warriors. Just 15 seconds in to half number two. And it looks like the guy that was down possibly had a cramp. That's something that you see a lot in week one because there's nothing that gets you in shape for football like actually playing a game. So no matter how well these guys are prepared, they'll never be in game shape until after today. And the so. heat, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Lose some LBs before the end of the night. Andrew LeBaire, the defensive lineman slash fullback, junior was the man down, but he's helped up to the far side. Brother Rice's offense is back out there. Twins left, one to the far side, their quarterback. Is going to take some more reps here. Has the snap. Polonke fades it out. Has a man downfield, and that's going to be major pass interference. Xavier Bowman got a full two-handed shove, which pushed him back about two yards. The guilty party was Aiden Dale, the senior defensive back that time around, and that's going to be a first down up to around midfield. Yep, and they started off in a... A two-back shotgun look. Uh, Xavier Bowman, he's not truly a running back. He's a receiver. So they motioned him out there to that receiver position, trying to get him matched up with a favorable matchup on the linebacker. And that linebacker, for lack of a better, better word, couldn't check him and pass interfered. Polanke communicating extra to the right side where three of his wide receivers are bunched up in a little triangle formation here. He's in the pistol now with Ray behind him. He's been dynamic today Has Ray. High snap, hands it off to Nolan, up the middle. Ray's going to gain two yards as he keeps those legs moving. Powers his way into Dakota territory at the 49 on the head of the Cougar logo here at midfield. And I'll say this Brother Rice coaching staff, offensive coaching staff, is doing a great job of keeping the defense off balance. I feel like they don't know really what's coming next. So 
They got a great running game, great passing game, and even the quarterback can take off and run it from time to time. It's a no-huddle offense for both of these teams. Neither of them have really hurried up much throughout this game. Four wide, but they're both bunched up two aside to the left and right of the line. Polanki, three yards from his center here, calls for it now, fades back in the shotgun. Three-step drop, moves forward. He's going to run it, has space at the 40-yard line, still moving at the 30 on his feet, scooting out of bounds as he was pushed at the 25. That was Joseph Kavichik who pushed him out, but there's a flag all the way back, even behind the line of scrimmage and around the 38-yard line. It's a hold against the Warriors, wiping out a great play in a first down. Yep, and even with that hold there, I'm super impressed with the way Polanki's able to make a decisive decision to, hey, my guys are my guys are covered up down the field. I don't want to throw an interception here, so let me go pick up some yards. Now, now the, the call is coming back. They're bringing them back, but great presence of mind by that quarterback there. This is a heck of a first start for a guy who only played at the junior varsity level coming into this year. Jake Coulter was scheduled to come back for another year this year, but he got Hurts playing baseball in the offseason, and he's headed to Kentucky for baseball, so decided not to chance it. It's an arm injury for Coulter as a timeout is burned by Brother Rice. That's their first charge timeout in the first half. 10-14. Remaining in the third, 21-0 Warriors here on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Ten minutes and 14 seconds left to play in quarter number three. 21-0 Brother Rice. His scrimmage from midfield here moving right to left. Polanki has a shotgun snap. Fades right, then left. Tries to run. Tucks. Does that. Maybe another hold behind the line as the flag flies. He's to the 45-yard line. Four yards shy of the first down in Dakota territory. The flag at the 48. Just two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Could this be the second hold in a row against the Warriors? They're huddling together, the officials now, as they try to sort through it. Face mask is the call. That is also against Brother Rice. So this is going to move a bit further back into Brother Rice territory now. Second penalty on this drive. The football was all the way up to the 39 if that play actually ended where it was supposed to. But now they're hiking it back and... It's going to be still marking back to the 44, just to the right of the near hash, so second and 15. Yeah, despite the holding call, you still see the great pocket presence by Polanki there. He's definitely starting to get his feet wet and very comfortable out there. Trips right, one left. Polanki, arms extended, has the shotgun snap. Three-step drop. 
Fades into a throw to the far side, has a complete, gaining a couple yards back, just about a yard shy. Ryan on the offensive side of things. Yeah, he's a baller. So his brother is one of the guys on the coaching staff that I had the chance to talk to before the game. And, yeah, his little brother is out there making plays. And he should be for the next four years to come for Brother Rice. Very exciting stuff to see a freshman out there on varsity. Third down and 12. Brother Rice scrimmaging from their own 47-yard line on the far hash now. They send a man in motion to the right. That sends trips over there. Big-time pressure for Polanki. He rolls out, flushed out of the pocket, left side, tries to run. Nowhere to go. They ate him up at the 38-yard line. Three Dakota players surrounding him, and for the first time in a while, this crowd rises to their feet and makes some noise. Gavin Moore, the first man to the ball, the senior linebacker. Third and long there, you see the defense brought the blitz. They brought the pressure there. A lot of times defensive coordinators love to bring the pressure on third and long because what does the offense have to do? They have to do a longer developing pass, and when you bring that blitz, it, may, it forces the quarterback into a quick decision. Sometimes they pick that time the quarterback just ate it, ate the sack. Oh, boy, high, long snap. Got it away thanklessly in the end. Took it at the 35, sends it to the other 35. That was a great job. Polonki as Dakota will take it on their own 35. They do mark it right on the 35 here on the near hash with 824 left to go in quarter number three. Still 21-0 Warriors. I'm a huge fan of teams employing their quarterback in as the punter. Gives just an extra, extra uh, dimension to the offense. Scares the defense a little bit, keeping that guy out there on fourth down. So good punt there by the quarterback. Yeah, we've already seen it once acting like they're going to go for it. That was inside Dakota territory early in the first quarter of action. Shotgun snap is taken. It's a run left side. Caden Sloan picks up a first down across the 45-yard line. So they move the chains. Dakota looking to find something. And if you're going to get into a rhythm, Sloan is probably the guy that's going to do that for you. Yep, things starting to get a little chippy. You're seeing a little pushing and shoving between the plays there. Hey, I love it. It's football. Still a heavy win. They're moving in that direction left to right here on the field in Macomb. The temperature has leveled off a bit. Three wide, low snap, knee high, handled fine. Sloan going to run it right side, and the Warriors said, uh-uh. They meet him all the way five yards back behind the line of scrimmage to the 40-yard line. And this converging defensive front has been something today, haven't they? Yeah, this is what I talked about during halftime. Um, Dakota's down by 21 points. Their strength is the offensive line. Their strength is the running game. But the clock is going to continue to tick with them executing that running game here down three touchdowns. So, they're kind of playing into Brother Rice's hands. They're playing a one-dimensional game, so to speak. We're going to see how it works out, but it's looking like it's just running the clock down. We have a guy down as well. Well, the fundamentals of the game sponsored every game by the Student Connection. The Student Connection has your playbook for success. Great study habits. Find out more at the studentconnect.com. Brother Rice has certainly been pretty fundamentally sound here in week one, haven't they? Very fundamentally sound. That is a, a testament to that coaching staff over there. A ton of great coaches, like I talked about. And they're playing disciplined football. They may not have all the, the, the big names, a lot of talent,
But they have talented guys that are real, willing to work hard and do their 111th of the defense. So as long as they're all doing their job, they know that they can work well as a unit and contain this dynamic offense for Dakota. Cramps have been an issue, it seems like more so for the Warriors here today. That's Luke Sands, the talented senior defensive lineman who gets up to the far side of the field. But I know we've already talked about it a bit, but what a crowd here today in the first time that anybody could pack the stands the home sideline which is very large i mean we're higher than we normally are in a high school press box above the field because the stands are so big here it's quite an environment here for any high school athlete brother rice has brought a decent amount of fans on the fireside as well with a decent student section to the left Ethan Hamby trying to go to work here. He drops back for the shotgun. Oh. Wow, that should have been the fourth pick of the game at midfield. Incomplete instead, and it's going to bring up third and 15 after the sack as well. Yep, and the defensive back, uh, number three, Josh Filar, the guy, he's, he's already caught an interception in the end zone today. He just tried to jump in front of that crossing route in the middle, and he almost took it back. He almost had it one. Hamby, the 6'1 junior in his first game at the varsity level, started every game at JV at quarterback last year, takes another shotgun snap, it's knee high, rolls out left side, now wants to run. He has some legs at the 45-yard line, stiff arm at midfield, still shy of the first down. It's going to bring up fourth and three. But, Dylan, at this point, with 7.20 left, you're already done 21 nothing. You haven't really been able to do much on offense. Do you just go for this here, trying to establish something? Uh, middle of the field. I don't see any, any fault in them going for it. And an official's timeout once again here. Not sure exactly why. Adam Korzeniewski is livid as he's ripped his headset off on the far side in his black polo, ID badge on the front, and those khakis as well. But I don't know what that was all about. Now they'll run the clock, and everybody stays out there. It's fourth and four, and the offense is still out there. Hamby. Has gone heavy on the run to Caden Sloan here today. He aligns to the left in the shotgun, about a yard behind him here. Four wide, four defensive front as well for Brother Rice. He has the shotgun snap, fades left, looks like the same play, rolls and throws this time. It in huge fashion. The first first down in a long time here in the third quarter. And Hamby showed a lot of promise on that play. Fourth down, he kept his composure. He rolled out, and he de he delivered the ball downfield. So, great job. They're quick to the line, wanting to establish some tempo here. It's a run right side. Sloan trying to turn the corner, and that was just not there. 29, Sam Klein met him right away, trying to avoid that face mask as he went high. Did a good job of that, just kind of tugging the jersey down to the ground it's a gain of one second and nine and i'll tell you what sam klein at safety is balling for brother rice that's his second huge tackle open field tackle on this drive and great work two wideouts right one to the far side 556 left to go in the third they run it again up the middle klein moving his feet or sloan i beg your pardon moving his feet he's about a yard shy of the first down up to the 34-yard line here. 
stop the clock. Ooh, it looks like a flag came out late in front of the Brother Rice bench on the far side of the field. And it's just a sideline warning, it looks like. Once again, this is, I will say this is playing some brother. Three of Brother Rice here, they'll pack the box. No Wildcat here. We've seen that a couple times in this situation. Or actually, it Caden Sloan is earning every yard. So, he only got two or three yards there, but it was enough to move the chains. Five fourteen remaining in the third quarter. 21-0 the lead for Brother Rice. It's been that way since the end of the first half. Ray has been a big force for them, scoring on the first play from scrimmage for the Warriors after a big-time turnover in the end zone that brought him out to the 20. Sloan from the Wildcat again, scurrying his way in the inside, earning his dollars here today across the 25, up to the 23, and that's a full yard and a half shy of the first down. But, boy, if Dakota scores here, maybe they get this offense going. Sloan has quite a feel for the game. There aren't many high school running backs that have, or even college running backs, that have the patience to sit behind like that. It's a quick no, hur no huddle, hurry up offense all of a sudden for Dakota. Sloan takes it again in that tight wildcat look, gains one more yard, still needs a full one for the first down. Mark it at the 22. And this is a must-score drive, you'd think, for Dakota. It certainly feels that way. And the timeout taken by Greg Bauer on the near sideline. That's his first use of the first half. We'll take it with him. So 419 left to play in half number one. Actually, that is not a Greg Bauer timeout. It's another official's timeout as it looks like maybe another cramp for the Warriors here on this hot and humid day. We'll check on him when we get back on the Patriots. Stick with us. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Now, let's return to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast booth for more CHSL football action.
Third down and less than two to go for Dakota. They're scrimmaging for the Brother Ice 23-yard line. This is a huge play with four minutes left to play in the third quarter. Down 21-0. Out of the Wildcat again, Sloan takes it. Churns to his left. Little tornado move up to the 19-yard line. And he has a first down plus two more. He's single-handedly keeping them in this game. If you still view it that way, it feels more than a 21 and they're down 21. They're working slow. They're working methodically. They're gaining yards. They need some big plays. Single one motion to the near side and take to him. Sloan with the keeper out of the Wildcat once again. He's going to gain two more yards up to the 17. So second and eight coming up with the clock. Effectively so far here today, and this is a good drive, but they just haven't capitalized on these type of plays yet in this game. No huddle, hurry up offensive late for Greg Bauer's team. Option pitch to the left, they find the hands of Corey Royster, the athlete, and Royster finds the corner and in to the end zone for a touchdown. Just to the right of the far pylon. And with 3.13 remaining here in the third quarter, Dakota gets some much-needed points, 21-6. to Yeah, and they run that same option look, that, uh, that jet sweep option look where they fake it to Royster, and this time they just threw it out to him on a long toss with Sloan uh, playing the quarterback position, and he's able to tight rope the sideline around the defenders. He's just faster, he's just better, and he gets in the end zone. Brother Rice, three for three on extra points here today. This is the first opportunity for Dakota here tonight. The line started to the left in the far end zone. Now they move over left to right. The snap is in. The hold is down. The kick is swirling up and good. The Dakota fans cheering loudly all of a sudden. 3.13 to play. Here in the third quarter, it's a bit closer thanks to another Siena Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.com to this point. You can tell these fans are just looking for a reason to cheer, and they finally got one there. Um, that touchdown was really impressive the way that, that the, uh, the way Royster was able to get outside Outside of that guy trying to keep leverage, that was the first time Brother Rice has gave up their gap assignment all day. So, yeah, This defense has been sound for the most part for the Warriors here tonight. The defensive front looks scary. And if they play like this here tonight, they're going to compete. And the extension division made to prove the coaches pull wrong. They were picked fourth out of four teams heading into the year. Yeah, and for a football school like Rice, that – that hurt them. When they saw the coaches rank them fourth in the league, that hurt them. It's a short, winding kick that's going to take a line drive at the 20-yard line here. Returnable for the Warriors, looking to turn the corner once again is Dowd, and Dowd is smacked after he would turn that football. And some added confidence for this Dakota team. They're jumping around, chest bumping. Dario Lucci 
the senior on special teams there. Also plays DB on defense. Lifting up in midair, a big leap as you start to feel maybe a little bit of tides turning at home for Dakota. The field position is everything for offense starting off. So this is their first drive starting on the 20-yard line, have 80 yards to march in order to score. Trips left, one right, and the pistol is Polanke here. Fakes the handoff to Ray, wants to keep it. That was Zach Herndon, hard to tell, 85 to 86 on these numbers up here. But nonetheless, no gain at second and 10 from the 22 of Rice here. And all, all of a sudden, there's a ton of life in this stadium. You see guys on the sideline more into the game for Dakota. They're starting to build some momentum here. Four down linemen for the Cougars. Four wide for Brother Rice. Trips to the right side. Arms extended once again for Polanke. He's got the football. A single man oh, coming God. in. He strips it. It's loose on the turf. Picked up by Dakota at the 10-yard line. Polanke's helmet was flipped what a huge play by the Cougars as they have it inside their own attacking red zone again. It's amazing how quick the tie can turn when a turnover happens out there. So the defensive line, that's one of the strengths of the team. They were able to do a stunt, it looked like, and get a strip, a strip sack of the unsuspecting quarterback. And, hey, look at the field position now. Dakota is 12 yards away from their own end zone. And, yeah, like I said, the tides have turned quickly. Didn't see this coming. 215. 21-7 in favor of Brother Rice. All 21 of those scored in the first half. Wildcat again for Dakota as they bring Caden Sloan, the 5'11", 195-pound senior running back out there. Sloan keeps it up the belly. He's going to take it to around the 10-yard line for a gain of two. Korzanewski hot on the field as he calls some of his defenders off he wants to speak with ben eck here the junior defensive back rip that headset out clipboard in his left hand as he's not happy about what's commencing here in the third quarter yeah i think he was upset that the speedster royster was out there by himself all he got converged on number 22 Caden, and speedster was wide open again they stay wildcat royster in motion slow keep it and Him, but the option to throw it to him is always there, and it looks like they let him free the pass two times. So I'm sure the coaches up in the press box see that. The quarterback can be out there, third down and 10 from the Brother Ray's 12 yard line as they move left to right in quarter number three. Claps once, a second time, low snap, handles it fine. Left side throw, it's complete to the big man, Caden Sloan, once again. Sloan wheels across the 10, still three yards shy of the first down up to the seven yard line. And with 48 seconds and counting, it's fourth and nearly six. Yeah, and they put Sloan out there as slot receiver, still getting him the ball from multiple different slots and a huge hit there by number two, Zachary Moriatis. Fourth and five. Oh, my goodness. 
Ay, ay, it's just something you can't do, and then that's going to likely go for a first down, if not inches away from it for Dakota. The fans all pointing to the right. I'm not sure, though, that he's going to get the first down. It's ultra close between a full five or five and a half. And they're eyeballing it now, the officials. And whether they have an inch to go to get a first down or three, two, three yards to go to get to a touchdown, I'm guessing I'm putting everything on it that they're going to give the ball to number 22. Regardless, it's a first down. How about it? Inside the five up to the three-yard line here, 32 Royster to the left side, he moves in motion, low snap, handled fine by the quarterback, hit the Wildcat, punches his way into the right side of the end zone, under the G for Cougars, in this bright blue end zone, and the C is parting here in the second half, it's 21-13, Dakota coming all the way back. And would you look at that, the turnover there by the defense, nobody on the team for Dakota gives up, they're not hanging their heads. That turnover there sets them up with great field position, and then they ride out their workhorse all the way into the end zone for another one, and look at how quick the score changed. Heading into the fourth quarter, and they're only down by one possession. The extra point as Brother Rice sends one diving man in. It is good. Dakota saying we're not dead yet. 21-14 with 17 seconds. Still to go here in the third quarter. We'll stick with you as we've used all our avails. Jeremiano alongside Dylan Dixon to bring in the Catholic High School League football game of the week on WDTK Detroit and our Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth here today. The night has cooled off. I'm sure the players don't mind that. The wind has certainly picked up, still gusting left to right, according to those flags beyond the uprights. The beautiful stadium they have here at Dakota. The track all the way around the baseball field and some other auxiliary fields in the distance. The lights are on. This is all what Friday should be. With It's a beautiful scene here. A great football game. Two very strong, powerful programs out here. Amazing players, amazing coaches. This is a beautiful scene for high school football in Michigan. Dakota, obviously historically in Division One, Brother Rice, Division Two more so. Powerhouse of a matchup here in Week One, though. Winds to the ten-yard line, returnable, and now they want to flea flick it to the right side. It's complete on the far side. The Warriors have it to the thirty-yard line, up to the thirty-five. Wow! Wow, that was an amazing play. Um, really. A nice play call for Brother Rice. Very unexpected for them to, the return man kind of took it up, acted like he was going to take it, and then threw it across the field to the other return man. Looks like we see a penalty on the field, though. The refs are talking about it. Brother Rice pulled that out in one of their state championship games. It might have been their last one that they won in 2013. Obviously, Al Fercasa, the head coach at that point. The flag is down. At the 17-yard line, just outside 
of the numbers here. Three officials meeting up. Eight seconds on the frozen clock here in the third. 21-14 at the moment in favor of the Warriors. And when did they call? So it's against the Warriors. So an illegal, illegal pass potentially there? Yep, looked like an illegal forward pass. So in order for him to make that pass, he has to throw it behind himself, if that makes sense. But he threw that one a little bit in front, and it was a legal forward pass and penalty and bad field position for Brother Rice to start off with. Well, you like the effort, but at the same time, this could be dangerous. We'll see if Dakota brings some more pressure. We already saw the ball tipped out of the hands of Polanki. That set up their last score with the football ending up right around this point right here. Polanki is out there. We've also seen some Wildcat here today from the Warriors. Both of these two teams have done it a decent amount of time. Obviously more for Dakota. Nolan Ray, though, has done a decent job at it. Now they're going to move the line of scrimmage even a little bit further back. Trips to the right, one to the near side. Ray the lone setback behind Polonki in the pistol here. Just a couple yards behind him at the five. Eight seconds left in the third quarter. This should be the last play unless they try a quick pass here. Four down linemen for Dakota. Two deep but around the 22-yard line expecting maybe a pass. Polonki arms extended with that wristband on his left side. Fakes the play action, heave here. He's going to throw it left in and out of the hands of Xavier Bowman. Threw it at the shoestrings that time. Bowman didn't like make a lot of effort, though, to try to catch that football. In the end, it's second and 10 with still 4.6 left in the third. Very aggressive play call for the defensive coordinator for Macomb, Dakota. You see their Division One cornerback, Keon Nixon. They brought him in for cornerback blitz and... It was a good play call for the offense. They threw a screen, and if that screen was completed, it could have hit big, but the corner made a big play, tipping that ball away. Back to the shotgun now. Trips right. They're going to fake it to Ray and just keep it in the hands of Polonki. He powers to the left side. He's across the 15 up to the 17-yard line, and that will officially be the end of a wild third quarter. Look at that Dakota coaching staff. Wheeling his arms down the field is Greg Bauer. He's pumped up. His team has come back in this game 21-14, a big-time third and six. Coming on the flip side for the Warriors when we get back in our Game of the Week on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. Have we gotten to the point where at some high school game that an official has finally had enough from coaches, players, and adults, pulls off the whistle, and offers it to you? Let's hope not. There's no way you could do a better job. It's on everyone to promote good sportsmanship. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
Third down and five for Brother Rice. Pinned back in their own territory at the 17-yard line. Trips to the right, one to the far side. Polonki in the gun. Has the shotgun snap. Off kilter to the right side. It's picked off. Tipped into the hands of a welcoming Cooper here on the 35-yard line. Coming up with that is Dario Lucci, but did you think that was uh, tipped and down? or? Well, we're in high school, so we don't have the benefit of a challenge, but... I'm not sure the nose of that football didn't touch the ground there. Yeah. But there have been some there have been some calls that have gone both ways for each team, so that's just the football guys working there. <laughs> Regardless, my goodness, what a comeback by this Dakota team. It looks directly opposite of what we saw on that. Yes, that's all I can say, Jeremy. Hey, Coach Bauer talked about it in the pregame. He talked about it all summer. Finish, guys. That's his message for the team. Finish. That's why you see those guys holding up those fours at the end of the quarter to get this fourth quarter started. They say they thrive in this situation, so here they go. 11.54 still remaining to go in the four stands. A 21-14. Brother Rice, Dakota, while on their way to changing that. They scrimmage from the Brother Rice 25. Shotgun snap taken. Pump fake. Thread the needle pass. Left side. It is through the hands of their athlete, Owen Colpart, and a flag comes in late. Handsy maybe a bit was Ben Ack. Also in the area, Zachary Moritis, a defensive back and a linebacker, respectively. And this is likely pass interference as Ack is now down and cramping just outside of the goal line. The flag, there's two. Likely for the same infraction. Now would you look at that? Coach Bauer calling a, a big play, trying to take a shot. So many times you see that this is a time when, when coaches like to take a shot. Right after a turnover, right after they get the ball in their own territory, first play, they want to keep riding that momentum and make a big play. So they went for the hitch and go there. Quarterback with the pump fake, double move on the outside. Receiver number one, the athlete, the basketball player, Copert, out there running a good route, getting a defensive back to flip his hips in the, in the wrong direction. He's open, defensive back has to fight it off, has to try to make a play there, and he does a p defensive pass interference. And great field position now for McComb, Dakota. Ethan Hamby looks like a different player here in the third quarter as well. This is what we were expecting out of him. His coach raved about his game planning ability, knowing this offense in and out. He hadn't played a varsity game before tonight. Two wideouts right, two more to the left. They're extra blockers essentially here. Back out in the gun is Hamby as they scrimmage from the Brother Rice 13-yard line in a first and 10. Oh Receiving the football is Sloan. He is hit right away and met by two very large Warriors, probably doubling him in poundage or tripling by the time those two come together. Charlie Petrosante, the man that kind of rocked him, second and nine. And, boy, another Warrior down. Yeah, Sam Klein, number 29 at safety, he flew down like a missile to keep that leverage there, to, to stop that play before it kind of got started. One-yard gain. Anytime you're making a, a tackle for a one-yard gain as a deep safety, you're doing something well. Great great play there, number 29. So second and nine, Brother Rice going to sub in a new player here on offense. It's Roderick Chandler, junior running back. We've yet to call his name so far here today playing defensively at this point the linebacker spot and the man hobbling off the field is big number 89 max Ercolani. 
Second and nine from the Brother Rice 13-yard line. 11.36 still to play in the fourth. Dakota down seven. Two wide outs on each side. Keeping it on the ground. Sloan trying to slither his way to the pylon. He makes it to about the two-yard line. Yes, call it the two. As Brother Rice shoves him out of bounds with two hands here. Sam Klein again able to make that play. Very close to another first down. They might just give it to him here. The chains on the far side, the ball on the near side, and no need for a measurement. As again, all these Dakota fans on their feet here in Macomb, Michigan. A large student section has made a lot of noise as this game is going on. They have it first and goal with a chance to tie it. In a game, they were down 21-0 after the first. Wildcat again. Keeping it up the middle, there's a flag. Caden Sloan does find the end zone. This is likely coming back. The hands rising up, the cheers, and then right back down. <laughs> After they saw that flag come up. Yep, and starting at the line of scrimmage, a lot of times that's a holding call. I think I saw a hold in there, so we'll see. False start hmm. is the call against Dakota here. Moving back five yards to the 8 11 23 remaining in the fourth it's 21 14 brother rice still but 14 unanswered points for dakota they've done everything right here in the second half for the most part since the six minute mark of the third quarter caden sloan back out there in the wildcat he has royster in motion to the right side sloan Ooh. keeps it there's a brother rice helmet dislodged at the two yard line there that was off the play and Sloan is going to gain a couple yards back, call it second and goal from the six. And I think that was Josh Fillar that got in there for a, a big stick on Caden. On I like what they're doing, still bringing Royster to speed, stir in motion for that jet sweep. That just does a good job of getting the safety's eyes, the linebacker's eyes in the wrong place for just a split second to try to get Caden Sloan open and get some holes open for him. Sloan still in the Wildcat here, takes his snap, knee high, chugs past one Brother Rice defender. He's inside the five to the four-yard line, pump fakes all around the defensive front for Brother Rice as they made another stop, and now it's third and goal from the four-and-a-half. This is a situation just like that two-minute drill I talked about. This is another period that teams practice relentlessly throughout the week. Goal line against their defense, offense running some of their plays from the five in, seeing who's going to be tougher, seeing who really wants it, and seeing who's going to finish. Gavin Moore has been the man complimenting Caden Sloan when he's been in the Wildcat. He's to the left side here. They have a single wide receiver in the slot. That's Royster. He's been in motion more often than not in this look. There he goes again. They fake it to him. Sloan across the right side. Boy, did he make that close out of nowhere. Barrels his way all the way to the one. He easily could have been tackled at the three. That's it's the power that he shows at the end of runs, and it's fourth and goal from the one, Dylan. Fourth and one. Hey, I don't think uh, I don't think our running back here, Caden Sloan, has been stopped in the backfield or one yard the entire game. So my bet's on him to take the ball in. Has it again, low snap again. It's been that way, and Brother Rice stops him. It's a dog pile. The Warriors, the Brother Rice coaching staff to our left in the press box.
Looked like maybe Sam Klein was the bottom of the pile. It's hard to tell, but he was one of the most excited players. He still is. Chest bumping, ripped his helmet off on the far side as he gets a bunch of high fives on the other end. The only caveat to this, and obviously you want to make that play to stop him on fourth down and get the ball, but now you have it on your own four in a defense that's been very aggressive here in the second half and force some turnovers for Brother Rice in the end. Yeah, and there are some frustrated fans out here just because Dakota just ran the same play four times in a row. Just wanted to say their offensive line is better, their running back is better, and Brother Rice proved on that play that they weren't. I formation, first time we haven't seen shotgun or pistol for Adam Korzanowski's team. Single wide receivers aside, Polonki under center. Communicates something to his right guard there. Taps him on the behind there. Little inside handoff, trying to buy some more space. They do a couple yards up to the six as they cut in between the hash marks. It's second and eight with the clock moving at 9.09. Yep, and on that play, it looks like the quarterback was just looking for where the one technique was. So the defense, his offensive line, his guard in the center, double team that guy and run directly behind him and try to get some yardage. Brother Rice sending Corey, or check that, uh, Roderick Chandler off late here. Back to a passing for in the pistol. Single wideouts aside still. Arms extended. Has the shotgun snap. And we have some messy play, which leads to, I think, a timeout. Is it by the Warriors? Yes, they didn't really signal either end. But in the end, it stops the clock at 8 minutes and 32 seconds. 21-14. Brother Rice really trying to clinch onto that 7-score lead right now. Back with the finish after this on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Second down and seven from the Warriors. They're pinned into their own eight-yard line here. It's a tight formation. They just want to hand it off. And a broken play. Ball is loose on the turf. Hopping around is Dakota here. They think they have the football. Official trying to wrestle out in between that pile. And they sure do have the rock. Super demoralizing there for Brother Rice. Another turnover. You give Dakota five yards to the end zone. Great field position. That's just a gift for him. Gavin Moore, it looks like, ended up with that football on the bottom of the pile. Eight minutes and 22 seconds left to play in the fourth quarter. 21-14 is the lead for Brother Rice, but again, Dakota challenging that as they'll scrimmage from the Brother Rice five-yard line on a first and goal. 
for the second time in a matter of just a couple minutes in game action here. Yeah, and they've been stuffing the ball inside with the same play. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised they gave it to Royster on the edge here at some point. Royster to the right side. He's in motion again. They fake it to him. Just a run up the middle. Sloan has the end zone. What a comeback. Sloan, a big reason why. Fitting he ties this game with the extra point pending. Can you believe it? Coach Bauer said before the game that, hey, we're going to ride out Caden Sloan this entire year. He's been our workhorse for three years. This is the third year. He's a senior. He cares the most. He's invested. We're going to ride him out. We're going to ride him for as far as he can take us. And he's taking him all the way back, 21 points. Mm. Unbelievable. Still eight minutes and 16 seconds left in this fourth quarter. The extra point is up and good. And these Dakota fans love it. Brother Rice sitting mostly on the far side and hushed. They're in disbelief that their team has given up 21 unanswered points here in the second half. And it really felt like more than 21 nothing after that first half, didn't it? It really did. And truly because Dakota's been showing a very one-dimensional game that they've been sticking to. They've completed a few passes here today, but they have not strayed away from the ground game. They've held true to their beliefs their system, trusting their offensive line, trusting their workhorse running back, and it's worked. It's worked. They're, they're back 21 to 21. Hey, this is why this is game of the week right here. Two teams that are ready to compete, two coaching staffs that have prepared the entire summer, the entire winter for this moment right here. Check some quick scores on your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report. Trine trailing Madison Heights Madison after their field reveal here today. New turf. And Royal Oak, 22-6, the lead for Madison there. UD Jesuit with a 31-7 lead over Gross Point North. That was at halftime about an hour ago, the last check of that one. Trying to get another score, an update on CC's game with Chip Valley. At last check, Chip Valley was up 14-7. All those scores for your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report. From the mid-mortgage lending broadcast booth here today, 8-16 left to play in the fourth quarter. 21-21. A fan stomping below us on these metal bleachers here today. Sputtering kickoff that's going to ride short at the 12-yard line. Returnable and then some for Brother Rice. Making a cut at the 30. Free space down the middle. No flags quite yet at the 40-yard line in Dakota Territory. And that's barrel down at the 38. What a return as he wove through the left side of that uh, special teams unit. Charlie D'Angelo, the senior, says hello here in the fourth quarter. And I'll tell you what, there's some kids, some athletes out here showing some real heart. Charlie D'Angelo, probably one of the smallest guys on the field at 5'8", generously 150, and he's able to make a few explosive cuts and take the ball all the way down to the opposite 45-yard line. So plenty of time, maybe too much time, if your brother writes, if you score here quickly, is a scrimmage from the Dakota 39-ish. They marked it back a few more yards. Polanki is back out there. Ray to his right hip. Two wide outs right. He looks that direction. Heaves it left instead. Man wide open. Did he make that catch at the 15-yard line? No. He was out of bounds. He caught the football. There's no question about that. The freshman, or the uh, freshman turned sophomore this year, Xavier Bowman, trying to make the highlight real here in the fourth quarter. Maybe if he gets an angle where it looked like he caught the ball, he can use it. But <laughs> Right. And let me tell you what. I just lost my breath there because he almost made the catch of the year early. 
he stuck one big paw out there, his left hand, and he almost brought that thing down. So look for some more big plays from that guy. Two wide receivers left, one to the near side, a man in motion here. Misdirection as they run right and then left. Having a first down across the 30-yard line. That is Braden Dowd there who took it motioning from the opposite end. 7.53 left. And Braden Dowd taking that jet sweep. He's taking it around the edge. It's designed to go to the right. And he's the punt returner, so he's used to playing in space. He's playing with speed. He cuts it all the way back across the formation like Reggie Bush. And mm. takes it for 10 yards. <laughs> I like it. Third and one. They marked him just shy at the 30-yard line here. Polonki trying to lead this offense. Four-man front for Dakota. Four wide as well for Adam Korzenewski's team. Chucks it midair. Has a man in the corner. It is through him about five yards too deep. That was the tight end cutting the near side. Blake. Bluthart, the first time we've called his name, the junior here today. The Dakota 30. Yeah, excellent route there. Hey, a lot of times on a third and short, if, if you know you're going for uh, coach wants to try to make a big play there. He had his guy wide open. Great route by the receiver. Just not able to get it there with the quarterback. So. What happens next? Trips right still under center. Here is Polonki. He's run it quite a few times so far here today. Hasn't been under center much, just twice today. Polonki going to take it, and he easily gains the needed one half yard, whatever you want to call it, plus two more as he spins to the 28-yard line for a first down. Hey, these fans are all the way invested. This house is just about coming down every time on one of these big plays. Got me scared up here. Sure is. We're high above Dakota's field here today on their fine turf. Script Cougars in the right side and Dakota on the left side with their Cougar at midfield. First down and 10 from the... Dakota 28-yard line on the left hash. 7-17 remaining here in the fourth. Shifting to the pistol. Ray, the running back, gets the rock, powers his way up the middle, and he just keeps his feet moving. Just shy of the 20-yard line to the 22. Dylan, he's not very big in stature. He's only 5'11", 195, but he plays a lot bigger, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely plays a lot bigger than his size, and that has a lot to do with his explosiveness, so... He may not be the biggest, but I'm sure his strength is up there. His speed is definitely hard to find at the high school level. He's a baller. You're listening to the Catholic High School League football game of the week here on WDTK Detroit. Second down and five from the 23 of Dakota. 6.34 remaining here in the fourth and a tie score, 21-21. Twins right, one left. Ray the lone back in the pistol here. Arms extended a couple seconds more. Pitch in the backfield. Uh-uh. All over that of the Cougars, a couple different men in on it. Dale, along with Luke Wheeler. Wheeler's been a solid defensive lineman here today. They lose a couple yards nearly back to the original line of scrimmage. They're actually going to mark them behind it to the 29. It's third and 11 as the public address announcer 
announces the tackle. They get a big Luke coming from the fans below us. Yeah, great job by that defensive end slash linebacker to keep the leverage. So Ray is obviously faster than that defensive player, but great angle. He's able to take away the run, make a TFL. Third and 11, back to the Dakota 30-ish yard line here. Shotgun snap taken, helmet high, fades off a pass, left side. Man, there makes the catch. Wow, airplaning his way into the left side of the end zone. The freshman growing into a sophomore. And Xavier Bowman is going to be some kind of player going forward as he makes a huge touchdown catch here in the fourth. Yeah, Xavier Bowman, that's a heck of a route there. That's normally the role that we're used to seeing uh, Cole Lockenaria feel. But with him out today, the sophomore made a great play, running a nice fade route there, fading away from the defensive back. Hey, and the throw was on the money. Great job from the freshman er, from the junior quarterback, that is, Hunter Polanke. After this Dakota fan base here below us was rocking, there now a hushed silence as Brother Rice takes another lead. This one skirts over the upright and in, 28-21. Brother Rice, another Siena Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. 5-28 left to play in the fourth quarter. The finish after this. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Still remaining here in the fourth quarter. Strap yourself in. Brother Rice has another lead, 28-21, after Dakota scored 21 unanswered points to start this second half. The kickoff after the Brother Rice touchdown is going to spin into the left side of the blue end zone here. So a touchback out to the 20. Well, the student connection fundamentals of the game is something we talk about throughout the broadcast this year. Student connection has your playbook for success, experience tutors who help strengthen academic skills, and build great study habits. Find out more at thestudentconnection.com. Who do you think's winning the fundamentals game here in the second half? I got to give it to Dakota here in the second half just because turnovers are fundamental. Okay, so anytime you're giving up turnovers, the, the likelihood of you winning the game greatly goes down. So both of these teams are, I want to say, they're equal with turnovers right now, and that's why we're seeing a pretty equal ball game now. Dakota with three picks in the first half. Hamby has settled in as this game is going on, though. Keeping it on the ground, Sloan, he's helped him settle in to the 30-yard line. He's got a first down. Another guilty cut at the 35, up to the 38-yard line. First down plus about 12 more. Boy, has he been special here today. Yeah, and that run was something special. He said weight room and track. (laughs) So on that play, first thing he did was stiff arm a defender straight down to the ground while keeping his full speed. Then he cut. Made a guy miss, and first down. 
Two wideouts right. They've been moving much quicker here in the third and fourth quarters. Hamby hands the shotgun snap. Blocked for his running back there who drags the pile for nearly another first down across the 45 up to the 47-yard line. He needed one more yard up to the 48, just shy of Brother Rice territory. But did you see the little shove block there by Hamby after he handed that ball off? Hey, I wasn't able to see the block there. It's too intrigued with the running of number 22, Caden Sloan. He's just keeping those legs churning and a nine-yard gain. Twins right, another extra tight end to the left side as well for Hamby. Takes a shotgun snap, knee high, fakes the handoff to Sloan. Bowls his way into Brother Rice territory all the way up to the 46-yard line for a first down, plus four more as the clock winds down at 425. So, you know, I, I don't know if saying Dakota's in the driver's seat is the right thing, but maybe they are because they're down seven, four minutes to go, three timeouts on the board, and with this offense, it's going to kill the clock. No huddle again. Hurry up it is. Belt high shotgun snap, fades back about 10 yards, has it incomplete on the near sideline. Brother Rice picking up the football just in case it was ruled a fumble, but it is an incomplete pass in the end intended for Quest Williams, the junior tight end at second and 10. Yep, and Quest got open on that out route there. Quarterback put it on him. Looked like he had it for a, a quick second, but a huge hit by the defensive back there, and he's able to dislodge the ball. That's a catch that Williams usually makes. They called him an extension of that offensive line, but also has soft hands as well. Three-man receiver set, four men up front for Brother Rice trying to hunker down this running game here. Sloan has the handoff to the left, and a late flag comes in. That was well after the play was over. We're talking three, four, five, seven. If it out by Brother Rice in the end. Bolting his way forward was Max Urkelani that time. So the line of scrimmage right now is inside Brother Rice territory at the 47. The down was second before that last snap, and the clock has stopped at 3.55 with Brother Rice leading 28-21. Yeah, the vision for Caden Sloan is definitely on display tonight. Just the way that he's able to be patient in the backfield, set up his blocking, run behind those big guys, almost hiding behind those big guys, and then sticking his foot in the ground, making a cut. It's amazing to see, and they're keeping the ball moving downfield. Face mask is the call against Brother Rice. That hurts because that was a pretty nice defensive stop. Still not a first down, just shy, marked at their own 38-yard line here in the near hash. Dakota moving right to left, 355 remaining in the fourth. Three wide for them. Three directly on the line for Brother Rice, although they're packing a few behind that. Football's loose, and it looks like the Warriors might have wrestled that out at the 32-yard line. Did they know? Wow, the big fella pulled it back. That was 56. Riley Smallers at 6-2-301, heading to Northern Michigan next year in the GLIAC. He saved the day. (laughs) He did. He's a captain. He's a captain for a reason. Great awareness there by the senior offensive lineman. Take, it, it looked like he actually ripped the ball back away from Brother Rice's smaller defensive back there. He was saying, no way, not on my watch. We're continuing this drive. So it's a first down. Worked out in the end for Dakota up to the Brother Rice 36-yard line. Pounding it for Caden Sloan. Swerves to the middle of the hash marks there. Gains four yards. 
makes it second down and six. And there's no hurry here, right? Yeah, and I was going to talk about the patience of Sloan there, but look at the patience throughout the entire program. There's no worry here for this team. They're down by seven, but they're playing like they're up by seven. Three timeouts remaining. 28-21, Brother Rice as he scrimmage from there. 32-yard line. Fumble again, and Brother Rice for sure has it. It was a hot potato, ground ball, waist high, scooped up by the shortstop, Ethan Swider. And just like that, Brother Rice has taken it back with two minutes and 56 seconds left. I guess the only good thing here for Dakota is they still do have those three timeouts remaining. So you can play this right if you get three stops and still have a little bit of time left and maybe decent field position as Brother Rice takes us back on their own 31-yard line. But, boy, two huge and nearly costly fumbles, one that was recovered by their own offensive lineman for Dakota. The second one just had no shot at it. Several Brother Rice players right around it, but Swider making the big play. That's the worry there. When you start giving your running back anywhere between these 30 and 40 carries that he's seen tonight, I'm not sure if that's the exact number, but he starts to get fatigued, so tough, tough play there. It's Nolan Ray time. In and itself here today, I mean, he's has done is this one scoring 80 yards on the first play from scrimmage from brother rice yeah he's he's truly explosive and his coaches have done a great job today of not overworking him so look here in the fourth quarter i'm sure they're going to try to ride out their bill cow and and finish this game with their star running back An extra fullback to block for Ray here. He aligns to the right side. Arms extended once again for Polanki. He has the shotgun snap. Hands it directly off for Ray. And that one gobbled up behind the line. Dakota has yet to use a timeout, and now they will. So they tried to save one, which they've been successful at. That's a third and long, nearly nine yards to gain with two minutes and five seconds to go. 28-21, Brother Rice. What do you think about saving that timeout? Um, well, I mean, that should help them out in the end. But on that play there, you see that quarterback just he tried to he tried to make a play on his own instead of kind of handing it off to his running back. It was one of those read option looks, and it looks like he was facing an entire mass blitz by the defense. They're selling out for that run right now. Um, the run's going to keep the clock moving, so they're selling out. They're putting. Eight guys, nine guys in the box here to try to stop that run of Brother Rice. Third and nine as the Warriors scrimmage from their own 32-yard line just to the right of the far hash. Three three wide receivers for them. Polonki back in the pistol with the clock frozen at 2.05. Two timeouts remaining for Dakota, one for Brother Rice. Polonki has arms extended, claps once. And looks to hand it off to Ray. Ray scurries to the middle. Ray has the icing on the cake. To midfield he goes. He is off and gone. Brother Rice is going to win this football game, you'd think, with a buck 54 left. Ray acknowledging his teammates in the back of the end zone there. And there are no flags on the field. Yeah, 
you can't count you can't count out Dakota out of this game just yet, you know. It's still nearly two minutes left to finish the game. They are down by two touchdowns. They are also getting the ball back. And we've seen crazy things happen all day today. Now, a lot of the fans are starting to file out the stadium, but don't give up on Dakota yet. They're certainly going to need to throw the ball probably a bit more than they have, but we'll see. Nolan Ray, a couple Division One offers. He's I'm, might pick up a few more after today. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure after today he'll pick up a few more. Throughout the season he'll pick up a few more. That speed is totally different. You see him, he's, he's running an outside stretch play. He cuts back against the grain and darts down the field. No one is even close to him. Speed is different. What a roller coaster of emotions this game has been. Brother Rice up 21 nothing, then 21 straight points by Dakota here in the second half. They've gone back and forth a bit more. And now a 34-21 lead for Dakota here. And some discussion between the Dakota sideline and your head referee here today. Not sure exactly what that was about, but we've yet to see the extra point be attempted. Another Siena Heights University touchdown. You can find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. Perfect today from this venture is Owen Party. He's been solid today. Not big in stature, but does a nice job in this kicking spot as he booms that baby through the uprights. And just like that, Dakota with a 35-21 to 21 lead here. And before this game, Brother Rice was not picked by very many to to have this type of outing today. And that chip on their shoulder shows. It truly shows. Brother Rice is one of those programs who has a lot of pride about their football team in particular. And they went out here today. They executed. They still got a game to finish. They still have two minutes left. But this coaching staff, I commend them. They did, they did an awesome job of getting these guys prepared for what they would see from Dakota. And you can tell they're ready to bring Brother Rice back. Well, Lions Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League with 10 branches, branch locations, a full-service online team, a highly rated mobile app, and great low rates. Alliance Catholic Credit Union can be your financial guardian angel. You can join online easily in just minutes, and when you do, use code JOIN20. Again, that's code JOIN20 for a $20 free deposit into your account. Who wouldn't want that? Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Mm, overrated chance happening by the Brother Rice student section on the far side. This Dakota team is going to be fine as the season goes on, and I think you're going to see Ethan Hamby develop even more. We've seen him develop over this game in the end. Royster with the return to the 20 out to the 35-yard line to the near hash. Brother Rice galloping upon him. Hungry defensive group and special teams group here today for Adam Korzineski on the far side. Yeah, and their, their special teams team, especially the kickoff team, has been an extension of the defense. So they're doing a great job filling their lanes. Once again, doing their 111th of their job. No one's trying to make a big play. No one's running out of lanes. They're filling those lanes because they have the fat, one of the fastest guys in the state back there returning kicks, and they're giving them no daylight. 
Only 10 guys on the field right now for Brother Rice. The coaching staff trying to communicate that on the far sideline, and Korzanewski will have to alertly and frustratingly burn a timeout here. 35-21, to 21, the Brother Rice lead here. A minute 46 left. Well, join us tomorrow on the Patriot again. Oak Park and Orchard Lake St. Mary's will match up, which, 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 excuse me, which should be <laughs> a great game as well tomorrow. 6.30 is our pregame time with a kickoff of 7 as well. I'm looking forward to that one. Two very legendary coaches. Yep. Two very different styles of football that they like to play. And two very closely ranked teams. So should be a great matchup tomorrow. Looking forward to that one. The start of the kind of the goodbye tour for George Porritt. And I'm sure he won't like the attention when it comes to that. He's not really an attention seeker out there. Just kind of a guy that goes about his business and has done a great job doing it. Basketball, football, lacrosse. State championships sprinkle across that program. Baseball adding one this past year for the first time in a little bit. Ton of Division One baseball talent this year for St. Mary's. Pump fake by Hamby as he took the shotgun snap and he is swallowed at the 30, or they're going to mark him down maybe at the 28-yard line. That's going to be a huge loss. With the clock still winding in a minute 30 and the opportunity fading for Dakota to come back in this game. As a young quarterback, he just has to learn to... Develop a mental clock back there. Second and 19. He has the shotgun snap. Four wide for him here. Pump fakes. Pocket collapses. Looking to get it out and just couldn't. Going to be another two-yard loss up to the 26-yard line. Third and now 22. And the final, or actually the second timeout burned by Dakota here with exactly a minute remaining in this game. And the quarterback getting sacked there twice in a row when his team just needs some type of spark of life to happen here. He's going to see that in the film session tomorrow, and hopefully that's going to be something that he could grow and learn from heading into the season. 35-21. Brother Rice with two huge touchdowns after Dakota tied up this game. It really felt like they may win this game after being kind of dead red in that first half. A great third quarter, a decent start to the fourth quarter for the Cougars as well. But Brother Rice, the team to take the slogan, a bit of Dakota finish, was their mantra coming into this game, as Dylan mentioned earlier. Trips left, one to the far side. They're still going for it here. Hamby, the junior, at least looking to put one more touchdown on the board here. They've yet to chuck one through the air to get a touchdown. Three-step drop, fades it. Oh, nearly a pick, but he's out of bounds when he tries to lean and make that catch. We've seen some athletic, at least tries, <laughs> at catching the football here by members of both teams. That was Ethan Swider stretching his right paw out. His body kind of extended in a half moon in the air, and the clock will stop at 54.6. Yeah, Ethan Swider, as I say, he's balling out there. He's already got a fumble recovery, and I'll tell you, as a defender, once you get one of those turnovers, you get really thirsty for the next one. So he almost got a pick there. 54 and 6 tenths to go in the football game now. Still 35-21 Rice. 
Hamby going to fade this one up. It's incomplete, and that will be the ball game as they turn it over on downs on their own 27-yard line. Brother Rice to take it back. 49.9 seconds left. The Warriors are going to pick up a huge, huge week one victory here today in what's going to be a tough slate for them as it always is. They have East Kentwood next week, so they go from the largest school in the MHSA to the third largest school, and East Kentwood has been right up there as some of the best in the state of Michigan as well. At UD Jesuit week three, home against De La Salle week four, traveling to Catholic Central week five, at Orchard Lake St. Mary's week six, week seven, still empty for them as uh, they had a late bow out in terms of eligibility for playoff points, week eight at Traverse City Central, and week nine, they will either play in the Prep Bowl or Country Day. So <laughs> it's not going to be easy regardless what it is week nine, but they have maybe shown to the rest of the Central Division, hey, we might not be fourth like the coaches poll indicated. One knee is taken. They need one more to finish off this game as the football is back to the 31-yard line. The Warriors in victory formation here today, Polonki. I'm not going to say the reason why they won this game, but he's at least 25% along with Nolan Ray and some of the other guys that contributed to this victory here today. Yep, and Polonki, his guys did a great job of bringing him along. Before the game, I thought whichever team, whoever seniors and more experienced players could help bring along that rookie quarterback, so to speak, for, for today's game would be the one to truly excel today. So... You saw a great job done by Nolan Ray. Great job done by several of these guys for Brother Rice. Awesome job by the coaching staff preparing these guys. Well, something that we have not seen for at least a year, the teams will actually come together and shake hands after a hard, hard hard-fought football game here tonight. It used to be just the wave (laughs) in COVID times, but now they're able to congratulate each other on what was a great football game in week one. Couldn't ask for much more. 35-21, 35-21, to 21, our final score in this one in favor of Brother Rice. More postgame when we get back on the Patriot. Stay tuned for the postgame show next on the Patriot. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 5.30. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere, the Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. Chesel Football on the Patriot.
Brother Rice, after they completed shaking hands, these are two pretty large teams here in Division One and Two. They're celebrating their win at the 15-yard line, hopping up and down, helmets raised in midair, the orange, white, and black helmets for Brother Rice and their white jerseys here today. And on the other end, about the 35-yard line on the near side of the field, a much more subdued kneel and talk to by Greg Bauer to his team as his Cougars have dropped week one of this regular season, 35-21, to 21, your final score. Your thoughts on the wild game we saw here today? Well, so thankful to be able to call a game today with all these fans here, a great environment, like we talked about, bands out here, student sections on both sides, truly into it. Feels Bring, normal, doesn't right, it? Right, right, bringing a ton of energy for the game. So the game had a lot of momentum swings, I would say, you know, uh, Brother Rice being up 21 points. Uh, Dakota never giving up throughout the game, coming out second half, bringing the juice, coming back from 21 down, even in the score. I think both of these teams have a great future ahead of them for the season. They both have junior quarterbacks that, that are going to take them a long way for this season, next season. And, hey, how about those running backs on both sides of the ball? Nolan, Nolan Ray for Brother Rice, Caden Sloan for Dakota, these guys are tremendous backs that will have great careers to, to continue the rest of their lives. Time now for your Lions Catholic Credit Union drive of the game. You can get a lot out of loan in just minutes at AllianceCatholic.com. It's going to be the drive to untie this game, right, for Brother Rice? Yeah, yeah. So that drive there, they, um, they were able to throw that touchdown to uh, Zavi Bowman there, and he made a huge play. He had a lot of one-on-one coverage throughout the game. A lot of the game was focused on the run game, but they, they threw it out to their big play guy, and he made a play. We'll check some scores on our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard when we get back. Again, 35-21 to 21 is your final score in favor of the Brother Weiss Warriors here in week one of this football regular season on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week postgame show continues next. Wayne State opens their 2021 football season at home Thursday, September 2nd against Slippery Rock. Join the voice of the Warriors, Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell all season long right here on your home for Wayne State football, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot should be an exciting 2021 campaign when football returns to Midtown Detroit Thursday versus Slippery Rock. Pre-game show begins at 530. Game starts at 6 here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400 or stream at PatriotDetroit.com politics and religion it's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them why follow their rules detroit has two radio stations that shatter them one documents the rebuilding of a great america while the other shares the promise of the infinite the patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation faith talk detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart the patriot fm 101.5 and am 1400 and faith talk detroit on fm 92.7 and am 1500 Another fairly intriguing matchup that uh, is a team that this McCoy Lake Orion defeating the Utica Eisenhower Eagles here today, 33-7. to How about that uh, final score? And two teams that are always up there and some of the best in the state port here on Northern defeating Marysville, 35 nothing as well. Chippewa Valley 10 minutes ago led 
Catholic Central 38-20 to after the third quarter of play. So they're trying to roll away a bit. Livonia Churchill beating the Salem Rocks, one of the best mascots <laughs> in the MHSAA, 31-21 to here today. The D-Zone has Churchill as the 22nd best team in the state. Riverview was all over Divine Child near the end of the third, 50-21. to At that point, those scores brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union here today, but a big W in week one for Brother Rice here today. Last year, maybe a disappointing finish. They obviously, you know, beat a very good team in Orchard Lake St. Mary's fairly handily in the end in week two of the playoffs and then lost 23 to nothing to Chelsea. I think both of these teams, we kind of talked about it throughout the broadcast, had that bit of chip on their shoulder heading into play here today, but it's the Warriors who are victorious Again, 35-21, to 21, your final score over in Macomb, Dakota here today, Dylan. Yeah, and, and not only was Brother Rice, uh, yeah, Nolan, Nolan Ray was as good as advertised, but not only that, they were strong in all three facets of the game. So special teams came through really well. They, they did a great job of defending on special teams, um, not giving up any big returns to one of the fastest guys in the state. They did a great job all around the board today. Well, we talked about it before, Oak Park and Orchard Lake St. Mary's is our second game of the week this week before we head to Catholic Central next week for a dandy as well versus Davison over in Novi. Quick uh, sneak peek at what you think you'll see tomorrow in that game. Yeah, so for tomorrow, George Poirot's going out tour. We're going to see a lot of that three-headed beast over uh, back at running back. So looking for Jordan Cannon. He's a guy with a lot of college interest. He's a baller on both offense and defense, been making plays for a long time in his career. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And then on the other side of the ball for Oak Park, Coach Carter always has guys with a ton of talent, guys who are college and NFL guys. So I'm, I'm looking to see his next crop of ballers. Well, we thank you all for tuning in here today. Luke Hammett running the ones and twos back in our WDTK studio in Ferndale. Marcus Burns was our on-site engineer. And big congratulations to you as well, your first ever broadcast. Looking forward to number two with you tomorrow. Dylan Dixon, my broadcast partner, I'm Jeremy Otto. We will see you tomorrow at 630 here on the Patriot. Thank you for listening to the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. This broadcast is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and the Student Connection. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.